Welcome back to Linkless and Bags. It's yet another BS podcast. I'm Jeremy. He's Dalton. We're going to entertain you for a few hours. How's your first week of work been, Dalton? Oh, man. It's been fun. It's a, uh, well, I put fun in quotation marks. I've been enjoying it. Uh, my body is like, bruh, the fuck, right? But, I mean, mentally, I'm really looking forward to that paycheck. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's looking better and better the closer it gets, you know? But um, you had to work a week in the hole too, didn't you? Pretty much. So yeah, you're like you'll have three weeks instead of two weeks on your first page. Oh, that's what you meant by that. I thought you meant like yeah. in the hole, like in the back of the store. Um, no. no, like that's that was the terminology we use. Is like you work a week in the hole where there is a pay week, but you did not work to get paid that pay week. Yeah. So you're yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't think I get paid this week. I think I get paid next week. But um, it's been fun. Uh, most of the people I work with are super chill. Um, I don't have any issues with anyone. It's just some people are more chill than others. You know, like no one's pissed me off yet. <laughs> but it hasn't been bad. I mean, you have to you have to work with teenagers who are the most annoying creatures on the planet. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I that is a reference to a conversation we were having before we went on air, and I was going to bring it up on air. So I'm glad you said that and reminded me. Listeners, Jeremy, have you ever met like an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, fresh out of school, full of piss and vinegar, just cocky as all hell because life has not just bitch slapped him across the face? Yeah. I work with one. Too many times. And she is a sweet little darling. But my God, is she in for a rude awakening one day? And I don't want to be the one to tell her. So... I'm just going to let her keep being her cocky self and do your thing, girl. It's not my place. So let me let me ask you this. Okay. Is she like, not to sound like a dirty old man, is she like an attractive girl? Like she was probably, her high school career was probably not as hard as someone less attractive as may have been. She's not like hot, but she's not. I don't know. The word that I would use for her is she's freaking cute. You know what I mean? She's like adorable. Oh, uh, yeah. Like she's got like a little yeah. baby face. She has like the body she reminds me of. She probably played softball or something at, at yeah. one point. Um, and she's like. So she was probably popular. She didn't like get bagged on too much in school. So yeah. she's still hopeful and optimistic that life after school will be like that. And it's really not. It, it smacks you right. It just fucking sack taps you as soon as you walk out the door. Yeah, I, I will commend her, though, that she said that she got like a year, I think it was a year or two years worth of college done while she was still in high school, like doing the dual nice. enrollment thing, because she's, she's wanting to be a CNA or a nurse or whatever. She's going to nursing school. So I was like, hey, yeah. yeah, girl, kill it. You know what I'm saying? Go out there and go out there and fuck I, life up. But I hope her ambitions are higher than CNA, but like that's a good place to start. <laughs> No, yeah, like she wants to be like yeah. a, a registered nurse, I think, and I think that's okay, RN. Yeah. But uh, I believe the, yeah. the starting—I think you start out as a CNA and kind of work your way up. Yeah, you start as a CNA, and my understanding—I'm sure we have people working in healthcare that are going to yell at me. CNAs are like cleaning bedpans and doing like the grunt work. Yeah, but from my understanding of it, most of my understanding comes from like Scrubs and stuff like that. So, God, Scrubs was such a good fucking show. Yeah, but um. But yeah, man, uh, everybody's been su- like super complimentative of I've been picking up fast on everything. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm still not super comfortable with 
handling people's fucking photos. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, just save them on a computer like normal people. Like, why do you need physical photos anyway? Have, have you had any nudes come through yet? No. No. That'll be the day. I, and you know what? You can't say anything if you do. But I, doubt, I don't think people yeah. will do that anymore. But I could be wrong. Super hot, like mid 40s late 40s chick comes in turns her pictures in and it's just like a a whole camera roll of naked pictures of her and dalton's like mm, this printing failed reprint <laughs> <laughs> or i pulled the george costanza i take a picture a seductive picture of myself and slide it in there with her order <laughs> yeah. yeah oh freaking hilarious this n- next week on the abs pod why dalton got fired from walgreens <laughs> Um, but yeah, well, what was funny is that, so obviously I'm sure you know what a shag mop is, right? Yeah. Is that like a dust mop? Pretty much. It's like the big oval. Yeah. yeah that's what we call them. Dust, dust mops. mops. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so basically like the, the shag, the shag mop push, uh, dust mop, whatever you want to call it. Um, what I was, what I'm used to, uh, when I, I've worked, cause you know, I've got like experience doing this for years yeah. is you go right. down one side of the aisle, turn around, come back up the other side of the aisle. And then at yep. the end of the aisle where like the thing is that you dump your dirt there and then you do the next aisle yep. up and up and up. And then you go and sweep it up when you're done. Yep. Well, this guy comes up to me. Well, first off I'm walking and I don't hear the first part of this conversation. I only hear my shift lead. Right. And what she yep. says is, I'm not saying anything to him. Do you see how clean these floors are getting? Hmm. So immediately, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what could I possibly be doing wrong? So anyway, this guy that I work with, Nick, comes up to me later and he's like, hey, man, uh, we don't empty the dirt at the end of every aisle, just so you know. Like, we get it all in one go and then push it to the back and then you'll sweep it up back there. And I was like, oh, okay. But in my head, like... When I was taught how to do that back in the day, I was taught you empty your yeah. thing at every at the end of every aisle, or else you're just going to be like yeah. spreading dirt around. Because like that dust mop only has so much capacity for dirt. When it fills up, it's going to start spilling over the top. It's going to start Pushing like street, sh- like street dirt. Yeah, yeah. like you're going to start leaving like little tiny dust trails on all the other aisles. That's why we always would do that. We would like you said run it. The places I had to do it, it wasn't like, you know, a grocery store. So we didn't have long aisles. What we would do like room by room, like do that room, shake it off in the corner, go do the next room, shake it off. And like you said, go get a stick broom and sweep up the the piles and throw them in the trash. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, I came in the next day after doing that and got pulled aside by two different shift leads that were like, we have never seen the floors these clean. You did a great job. (laughs) And I'm like cool that i'm just gonna keep fucking doing that fuck that yep. one guy it's like it's like hey could you do me a favor could you tell nick to eat my ass <laughs> but no nah, i mean don't get me wrong nick's cool dude um yeah he's well different there's there are people and nick may be one of these people that like it's like i was taught to do it this way so in my head this is the only way to do yeah. it anything else is not correct and there's a lot of people like that because uh when i train people at the plant i was always like look this is the way i do it like you may figure out a way to do it faster or more efficiently for yourself as long as it is safe do it that way it's like if you can get the work done correctly and it's safe do it whatever way gets it done as quickly and efficiently as you can get it done i was like don't do it unsafely and make sure it's actually getting done other than that 
I was like, I have my ways. I do it. I've been doing it for years. I'm good at it this way. If it's strong, if it's you're struggling for it, don't try to do it this way. Like we had a, so I worked in a glass manufacturing plant, made bottles and jars. So we had what were called sample bottles. So each of the inspection equipment had its own sample bottles, which was basically a defective glass that we ran through the machine to make sure it was catching what it was supposed to catch. Well, the check detectors or checks were cracks in the top, what's called the finish. So like the threads, the collar and all of the bottle. So we'd run them through and you had like 12 samples for the check detector. So what I would do is I would go upstream, put two bottles in and leave like, you know, three or four bottles between each two. And by the time I got the last of the 12 on, I could get down to the machine and catch them before they got kicked into the reject chute, put them back on my cart, make sure everything checked. And I was quick. I was good at it. Someone who's never done it before, if they tried to do it the way I did it, by the time they got those the last ones on, it was too late. And then the bottles would get kicked in the reject chute. A lot of times they would break. And then that's a whole nother thing of red, red tape. So, uh got reflux going on i just, I just um, had to eat a tums i feel you bro yeah it's uh so i tell them like you know put two on at a time catch them two on at a time if you start getting faster and more efficient at it you can do four at a time you can work your way up don't try to come in on day one and do it the way somebody who's been doing it for a decade is doing it because you're not going to be able to yeah it's like find what's comfortable for you slow as smooth and smooth as fast is something i we always used to say it's like take your time do it smoothly you're gonna get it done quicker yeah absolutely because then you don't have to so, worry about breaking shit and cleaning that up which yep. eats away time yep yeah yep. for sure and then uh like the other thing that they've like kind of complimented me on is that when i go in if i don't get told what to do i'll just go start working back stock or something like i'll just go yep. do something instead of just standing around with my thumb up my ass because it's like, as long as I'm doing something, time is going to theoretically move yeah. quicker. <laughs> I don't yep. know why. That's yep. just how it works. Because you're not paying attention to what time it is. You're busy. You're occupying your time instead of just watching the clock. Yeah, yep. yeah for sure. And yeah. I've dealt with a lot of people like that. I know some people that they are hard workers. If you give them a list of 100 things to do, they're going to get those 100 things done. But as soon as they finish... They're going to stand there with their thumb up their ass because they don't know how to, what's the, what's the term I'm trying to think of? Like, they can't self-regulate their work. Like, they can't be like, okay, I don't have anything to do. That needs to be done. Let me go get that done. Yeah. You know, and, they're just like, whoa, somebody needs to come tell me what I need to do next. And I'm like a combination of both of that. Whereas I don't like just stand around with my thumb up my ass. But yeah. I much prefer to be handed a list of things to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... I would much rather that than just like going to do backstock and then somebody coming up to me and being like, Hey, that's not what you need to be doing. Yep. Oh, okay. My bad. What am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> yep. Well, my thing about it is like, naturally I'm lazy. So me too. I'd rather somebody give me a list and say, all right, I need you to get these hundred things done. So I'm like, okay, what's the quickest, most efficient way I can get these hundred things done. And then I'm done, you know, but if, like I said, if I come in there, like find something to do, I'm just going to go find something to do, but I'm going to find something easy to do because I'm lazy. I don't want to work hard, but there's a quote. I think it's Bill Gates who said, uh, if you have a difficult task to do, give it to the laziest person on your team because they're going to figure out the most efficient way to get it done. 
because they don't want to do it. So they're going to figure out the easiest way to get it done. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, really, that's a- so I'm like, I'm, I'm that guy for you. I'm going to figure out an easy way to get this shit done because I don't want to fucking do it. <laughs> um, yeah, man. And I, I, I tell you, though. Uh, well, okay. Before I get into the the uh, slight negative that I've had so far, which is nothing other than just some minimal stuff. I got to tell you this story. Yeah. So okay. one of the benefits of working at this place, like I've mentioned, is that it is about two minutes from my house, if that. Right? Oh, yeah. So I can come home on lunch break and use the home bowl if I need if oh, I yeah. need to go to the bathroom. Well, there was a day that I was working a nine-hour shift, which I have one tomorrow, and uh, I had to go to the bathroom. So I walked back towards the bathroom, and as I'm going to walk into the bathroom, there's a man and his son coming out, right? Yeah. So I pass by them. Hello, how y'all doing today? And I go into the bathroom, and my, my eyes look over at the urinal, and there's no water flowing. So I went, damn it. They were in the stall. I go into the stall, piss all over the toilet seat. Yeah. And I'm like, how? Like, I don't, even as a kid, I do not remember it being hard to just aim my dick at this big hole and piss. I don't know if kids like to just like swing it around while they're peeing. Like, wee. I don't know. I don't have kids, so I can't speak to that. But like, why didn't I will say Jonathan was terrible about pissing on the toilet seat. Like, and I kept telling, like, there's a lady living in the house. You lift the toilet seat when you pee and put it back down when you're done. But, like, yeah, kids just, they're not in control of their dicks. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of free flow it. They are not master of their domain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, so, well, my thing, my thing was it was a public toilet. Yeah. Okay? Why did the dad not clean it off? Because uh, that's your job. <laughs> That's I guarantee you that's in his head. I don't have to clean this. They're paying somebody to clean these bathrooms. It's pissed though, dog. I don't want to. Uh, I, I understand that logic of thinking, but fuck that logic of thinking. Yeah. Like anyway, so I'm like, I wipe it off. I clean it off. I throw it away. I wash my hands before I do anything else. And as I'm washing my hands in the fucking stall, now the stall was not shut and locked yet. Yeah. I turned around to go shut the stall and lock it and somebody walks into it. It's like uh, this older guy, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see that there was somebody in here." And I went, "It's all good, man. You can go ahead and you can go ahead and use it. I'll come back." So I leave, and I go and I block the incontinence aisle. I block the uh, wall of fucking vitamins and minerals and uh, all that shit. And I see the guy walk out. So I give it a bit because I don't want to sit on a warm toilet seat. <laughs> and I go in there, and Jeremy, when I tell you. That there was just like a Jurassic Park mound of shit in this toilet. <laughs> that he, it didn't even look like he tried to flush it. It's like he was impressed, so he just wanted to leave it for someone else to see. It, but was there toilet paper in the toilet? Fuck yeah. Two whole rolls. Okay. I had filled them the night before. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm like, at that point, bro, I flushed the toilet. I, first of all, I put my shirt over my face like this. I flushed the toilet because the way, you know, public toilets don't have a fucking top lid. Oh, yeah. And that just grosses yeah. me out. Every toilet should have a fucking top lid for shit flushing. That's just my opinion, though. <laughs> um, anyway, I flushed the toilet, washed my hands, and I just said, fuck it, and I held it until I got off. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm not shitting in this toilet. I'm not doing it. It's not meant to be. Like, <laughs> what the uh. fuck? So, the only issue that I have had with this job so far, and and... And this is like a positive and a negative is I've been getting a lot of hours and that's cool. 
but my body is very much not used to this anymore. So my lower back constantly hurts. Um, I bought some compression gloves because I've been getting pain in my hands from opening boxes. So I got some compression gloves. Um, and then I had to get compression sleeves for my knees. So I know I'm, I know I'm like fat and I know working and stuff. I'm going to lose some weight walking around the store and things like that. And I've been trying to lose some weight, you know, around the house and things. But like on truck day, they gave me the aisles to do, uh, because I'm the new guy. So they gave me like the pet food aisle, the detergent and all of that stuff. They gave me all the heavy shit, toothbrushes, um, incontinence just like that basically the whole back of the store the back uh, quadrant was mine bro i probably did two to three hundred squats getting down and loading shelves and then uh, the next day i went in and did another eight hour shift and did a lot of blocking and back stock and stuff dude after those two days the next day uh i got off work the third day came home squatted down to pet daisy and could not stand, literally could not stand up. Had to uh, whistle for my mom to walk from the living room back into her bedroom and hand me a chair across the room so I could use that to stand up. My knees just would not uh, work. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping the compression <laughs> sleeves will help a little bit with that. And uh, Miss Jessica, one of my shift leads the other day, we were doing the, you know, the like how the middle aisle of those stores they'll reset them for like halloween and then it's christmas and yeah, summer. the seasonal yeah, section thank you i couldn't think of fucking yeah. the word seasonal um <laughs> we were doing the halloween stuff and i was loading candy on a bottom shelf and when i stood up i made a dad noise yeah. and and sorry if i'm clearing my throat people i've been talking a lot at work so i'll try to remember to edit some of those out yeah he was he was doing some deep throating yeah sucking so thing. much cock yeah gargling the balls anyway um the fuck was like oh yeah so we're doing the halloween thing and i made the dad noise as i stood up and i like limped a couple steps until my leg kind of got under me and i just hear miss jesco dalton what happened and i was like oh i just i have bad knees it's all good i'll be all right and she goes nope you're not doing the bottom shelves anymore you can handle everything out from like the third to fourth shelf up but the bottom shelf will handle it don't I don't want to see you squatting down like that anymore. Okay. So now when I'm like stocking shelves and she's around, I have to do that weird like half split lean where you can get uh, further yeah. down to like load stuff because I don't want to squat down in front of her and her get mad at me. She's a very sweet lady. You just get you one of those rolling mechanics creepers and just lay on it and like stock the bottom shelf. Just roll through the store on your back while you're stocking. Who was it? Somebody like Somebody a, told like me. Sit the, sit the box of toothbrushes on your stomach like an otter and just roll through <laughs> and stock all of them. <laughs> She'd be like, Dalton, what are you doing? You're like, I'm being fucking practical. <laughs> this is efficient. One of the ladies that I work with said that she ordered a stool that rolls. Oh, yeah. She's like, so it's, I'm going to, she's like, I paid for it with my own money, but I'm going to put it back here and anybody who needs to use it can use it. So if you're having to block the, the vitamins and stuff, go get it. But it, it's not there yet. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than, other than the pain, like the physical pain that I'm in, like oh, I yeah. said, mentally, I'm ready for that check, son. And that, that pain will subside as your body gets used to that. Like you're going to build the specific muscles you need to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it'll go away. And, you know, shedding some 
pounds as I'm walking around the store. Yeah, probably won't help. that that I mean, always probably will help. Too. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get down to a lean three fifteen. <laughs> no, I should be three sixteen, just because Austin three sixteen. <laughs> Dalton three sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> Dalton three sixteen says my knees don't hurt as bad. Woo! Crack diet Pepsi's. <laughs> Dude, I got to say, uh, when I started working out again, I was doing the treadmill like three days a week, and I noticed after a couple of weeks, my knees would click when I walked, and I was like, that's probably not good, but it doesn't hurt, so I'm just going to ignore it because I can't afford a doctor's visit. <laughs> but it'll just be like, just clicking as I'm walking. I'm like, that's probably not okay. I, I think some people in the Discord, and for some reason, Fenris is coming to my mind, and my grandma told me... uh if you're if you have knee problems, which you know I like I've said I, I have some knee issues. Oh yeah. Uh, walking off treadmill is not good. <laughs> oh no, it's not. They're like now, it's just not knock good. on wood. I've never had knee issues. I've had like leg issues, more back and neck. I've never had knee issues. Like I said, knock on wood. Hopefully it stays that way. But I am six four, so I feel like eventually I'll start having some problems. Well, my issue with my knees is like when I was a kid. All my friends were skaters, so like I was the fat kid skater, and I was trying to learn to drop in on a like six foot vert ramp that with my buddy. So my buddy's brother brother in law is a skater, and he built ramps. So like they had these beautiful ramps that he had built, and they were trying to teach me how to drop in. And uh, I ate shit on my right knee going down one time, and I landed on a screw that had popped up just a slight bit uh, so and it didn't it yep. didn't cut me or anything but when i hit it like imprinted actually i take that back it did cut me because i don't have any feeling on that spot on my knee but um anyway uh my knee became a fucking volleyball and uh, i never went to the doctor about it i just like let it heal because i was a dumb kid and yep been there yeah son i don't think it ever healed right <laughs> my ex was a nurse she's like yeah you're gonna need a knee replacement one day i'm like oh great yes great fun stuff but yeah man uh i've been enjoying i've been enjoying the job man what you been up to this week fucking knee replacement i'm just gonna get one of those rascal scooters and just ride that around (laughs) tf assist now if you now if you'll please help me i'm stuck on the carpet yeah beep beep just spinning tires (laughs) on the tile i can't can't get over the threshold (laughs) Uh, how was your week my brother uh busy um so I set up at a convention yesterday, um, the Game and Geek Expo in Raleigh. A buddy of mine put it on, and I got to give him kudos. Like that show was phenomenal. He had three weeks of lead time to set this show up, from literally like conception to actually day of the show, three weeks, and he had over twenty three hundred people show up. Hell yeah. Like, that's what's up. It was fucking phenomenal. Like, all the vendors made good money. Um, Like, there were some things that can be added to it, and I am joining his admin team for the show, and I'm going to be focusing on a few different things to try to help aggressively expand the show. Um, Because we have the, we have the desire for it. So I'm going to try to utilize as much of that desire as we can to make this show bigger yeah i told him like if i'm on your team my goal is to make this shit like san diego comic-con level like i want us to have a fucking lottery for tickets and movie stars and shit showing up like i want this to be 
upper echelon. I was like, now that takes a long time, but I was like, every show that I help you do, I'm going to do my damnedest to make it bigger than the last one. So You'll know you made it when you look out into the crowd and there's John Riggs. <laughs> You're like, Riggsy! Yeah. yeah, we made it. No, I want to look out in the crowd and see John Cena and be like, be like "Hey, I can't." There's like this place. This place is packed, but there's like a big hole right there. I, I can't. What's go? Why is there just like this massive human sized hole? I can't. Why is it? Why is no one standing in that spot, dude? He. I watched an interview. Like John Cena is such a fucking cool dude. Like I watched an interview where he has totally embraced that. Where he's like, "Oh he's yeah, like, people." Oh man, I dropped my joint down on my pants. Oh god. My pants on fire? No, okay. Um, he's he's like you know people literally like took that and ran with it. Like you oh, can't yeah. see me, and now they're like, no, they they literally say they can't see me. He's like, people will just straight ignore me in public. He's like, and it's almost like great because I can walk around and do whatever. It's just like, <laughs> yep. People were just like, nope, can't see him. It's just funny, dude. I saw one of the funniest wrestling memes I've seen in a while. So to set the stage, it was a ring. And it was uh, a Cena with the fucking, uh, it was either Roman, I don't think it was Roman Reigns. I can't remember who it was, but he had him like up on his shoulders. So I'm going to say it was Roman Reigns. And like the meme was like, it's like, what did it say? For anybody who doesn't think wrestling is fake, they lost me when they had Roman Reigns just floating in the air like this. <laughs> like, it took me a second to get it. And then I was like, oh shit, that's fucking hilarious. That is awesome. <laughs> I've seen some killer memes lately. Of course, I can't think of any right off the top of oh, my head. Yeah. But like, I've seen some killer yeah, been some good memes ones. lately. You want to see some? Want to see some badass memes? Join the fucking uh, TSMP Discord because we put them all there. Yeah, yeah, man. There are uh, memes of plenty in there, and they are all hilarious. Oh, yeah. But so yeah, I did the show yesterday. Um, Ostara came and helped me, um, and my friend Christina and her husband came up from Charlotte to set up a with one of their friends set up like a pinball area. So shout out to both of them. Cause I know they're listening to this right now when it's airing. Um, appreciate the help. Loved hanging out with both of you. It was a fantastic day other than it was fucking balls hot in that hotel for some reason. Like, and Ostar, I felt bad. She did a cosplay from Pokemon and it involved a wig and a hoodie. And like one of her friends literally looked at her and was like, are you feeling okay? And she was like, I'm just so hot. Yeah, I bet. And I asked her and her friend asked her, like, are you wearing a T-shirt under your hoodie? Could you just, like, change it? And she's like, no, I'm just wearing a sports bra. And I told her, I was like, well, I mean, that would probably get more customers to the table if you're just hanging out in your sports bra. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but you probably shouldn't do that. And then literally, like, five minutes later, some lady walks by wearing just a sports bra. I was like, well, she's doing it, so apparently it's okay. <laughs> there you go. Case in point. <laughs> freedom titties dude, and i i told her i was like i'm all for like free the nipple i don't think women should have to be covered up but I, it's always weird to me seeing somebody just like walking around in a bra like i think we're just conditioned to people are supposed to be wearing shirts in public like i said i'm all for it like if that's what that's, that's how you feel comfortable go for it i think like I, said, I think women should be walking around topless just like men i don't think you should be required to cover up but it is what it is. And like, yeah, just seeing somebody walking around in just a bra is, I mean, and it happens a lot at the gym. Like there's tons of chicks and just wearing sports bras at the gym. And I don't know. It just seems 
seems weird, but it's it's the progress that I would like to see for women's sake because I feel like if we make women being topless a normal thing, our generation, it's never going to change. It's always going to be seen overly sexualized. But maybe the next generation or the generation after, it could become a normal thing where it's, you know, breasts are just breasts. They're not titties. Sexual, yeah, they're not titties. <laughs> they're not sexual objects to be ogled over. And I honestly think it may would help with sexual assaults and stuff. Like maybe I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like you're taking taking a temptation off the table. But I don't know who am I. You're Jezza. Yeah, Jezza the magnificent. I- I think we should legalize prostitution because that would cut down a lot on sexual assaults, I think. Yeah. These motherfuckers, these motherfucking incels could go out there and get their rocks off without having to bother women who aren't being paid. Yeah. Oh, dude, incels are a whole other subject. Those motherfuckers oh, yeah. are weird. And they yeah. know they're weird. And they just like... Yep. But see, I don't like to call. I don't actually. Weird's not the word I'm going to use. They're fucking psychotic, because yeah. I think I'm weird, and I don't want to lump myself yeah. in with. <laughs> yeah, no. Incels are psychopaths. Like yeah. they're and probably horrible people. Well. Usually, yeah. Probably sociopathic more than psychopaths, but yeah, like, and like Ostar and I were talking about it at the show in some downtime. I was like, I will never refer to myself as a nice guy ever again. I was like, I would rather have my friend, my female friends, if some girl says, hey, what's his deal? I want them to say, oh, he's a really good guy. I don't want to call myself a good guy because most people who call themselves good are anything but. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I- it's like I'm a nice guy, but I can't never get the girl, you know, fuck the fact that, you know, half my hair's falling out. I weigh 400 pounds. My clothes smell like B.O. and my hair is greasy and shit. And all I do is sit around eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew. Why won't this chick who spends seven seven days a week in the gym and has a six pack, why won't she give me a chance? Yeah. It's like, because you have nothing in fucking common. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, dude, I get that. Like, I've started to look more heavily at, the, at myself you know, now that I'm single and I'm like, you know, I see these women who are attractive, but like they go on hikes, they like to ride horses. They like to do all this stuff that I don't want to do. I'm like, why would I want to date somebody who does all this shit that I'm not into? Like I would much rather find somebody who we're on the same level because we're going to have more fun together. In my experiences, like on Tinder, when I would come upon a girl who's like all of her pictures were of her partying, Yep. Which was the bad way? Was it swipe right? No, swipe left. You swipe left. I yeah. I would I would know them because I'm like I'm not a yep. partier. You know what I'm saying? These girls yep. who were like going on these like mountain hikes and things like that. I'm like nah. Like I like hiking, but like I don't think I could handle mountains and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Like I'm all for going to like the mall and walking around for three hours, just talking. You know, getting pretzels looking in stores and shit and just having a black. I don't mind walking. I'm not one to, I'm not one with nature. I'm an indoor cat. Like I'm not trying to go get eaten up by bugs and shit and having to like fist fight mountain lions and stuff like that. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll fist fight a mountain lion. Like we know this. I'm fucking, I'll kick nature's ass, but I don't want to have to. 
I want to spare the kitties. I uh, I don't spare the kitties. Show me them titties. Kitties, show me them titties. Um, I like going fishing, and like I used to like camping. Now that I'm older, I would much rather go like get a cabin with a bed yeah. <laughs> that's not on the ground. See, and I'm I'm just not that guy. Like I'm cool with like a luxury cabin in the mountains with like a hot tub and all that stuff, but. I just don't want to go, like, in the woods for entertainment. I want to be, like, in the city where we can walk around. Like, dude, when I was in Dublin, I know one day I walked, like, I think we walked 10 miles one day. Like, I didn't even feel it because we were just wandering the city. Like, it didn't even seem like it. I can I can relate to that. When me and my dad were in New York, we got off at the, the bus station, which is on one end of Manhattan. <clears throat> we oh, had yeah. breakfast in this diner, which was fucking bomb, by the way. Just this oh, random yeah. diner, right? But uh, my brother was like, all right, we'll meet you at the Museum of Science and History because that's where one of the things we wanted to see, or I wanted to see. <laughs> I was like, dude, if I'm in New York, I want to go into that fucking museum. And I, did, oh, I didn't yeah. even get to see half of it. It's so big. You know what I mean? But anyways, yep. so we just started walking and just looking at stuff. Walked by the you know Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, like that big marquee and stuff. Oh, and yeah. I, we walked, walked and walked and walked. We went to the Lego store. We went to the uh, Nintendo, the Nintendo store, which was cool. That's where I got my Sega, my mini, or not my Sega, Jesus Christ, Super Nintendo mini thing. I yeah. bought that from the Nintendo oh, yeah. store in New York. Nice. Um, I almost got a Switch there, but I didn't have quite enough money. Wow. But and then we ended up at the museum, and my brother goes, "How'd y'all get here? Did you guys take the the subway across town?" No, we just walked. My brother goes. You guys walked to the entirety of Manhattan because <laughs> the fucking museum is on the other fucking side of the island. <laughs> and oh, we were yeah. like, yeah, I guess. So however long that is, we made that trek just fucking walking and looking around and being <laughs> like, this is cool as shit. I would love to live in the city, but, and hear me out with the cabin thing. Oh, yeah. And I know you've never really played D&D, but you're interested in it. I would love to get like a couple couple bros together and you know, if chicks want to come and do that's fine too, whatever. Uh, they can be included in the bros. Um, get a cabin, bring some dice, bring some pot, bring some beer, whatever your fancy is, and just have like a weekend of just like playing some D and D and having a good time, getting a buzz, yeah. chilling with your buddies, away from society. That's my thing. And maybe maybe going fishing if there's a lake nearby. Yeah. But if not, like oh oh well. Just know that if we do that, I'm going to throw some meat out in the yard because I want a fucking bear encounter. I want some chaos. You, <laughs> like, fuck D&D. We got to go fight an actual bear. You said meat, and I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, dude, we, we grilling. And you're like, I want to throw no, it in the yard. I'm throwing raw ass meat out in the fucking yard so that some bears will come. And then I'm going to be like, look at these fucking bears. Yeah. I'm gonna if be like, if yeah, it's look small cool. enough, I might challenge it to a fight. If it's a big-ass grizzly bear, I'm probably going to be a pussy and back out. I was going to say, as soon as you go out there and start trying to fight that bear, I'm just going to pull up my phone and dial 911 and just leave it in case I just need to hit you're that gonna, green you, button. No, you're going to call 911 and be like, can you go ahead and get an ambulance headed this way? I got to get off the phone, though, because I got to record this for TikTok. <laughs> oh, shit. No, that would go up on, like, World Star. Yeah, world star. I'm gonna yell world star as I'm going to punch the bear. Hey, world star. And I could just fucked up parts. Like I start fighting this bear, and I like got the upper hand, and like I'm beating his ass, you know. And then it's like 
turns out it's a fucking cub and his fucking mom comes out of the woods and she weighs 1500 pounds she's like what the fuck are you doing hitting my baby picks you up gives you an f5 <laughs> yeah yeah gives me a fucking german yeah. suplex <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i try to kick it in the nuts and realize it's a female bear and doesn't do anything or it's that bear from tekken just starts whipping the shit out of yeah. you just punching and yep. kicking the shit out. hits me with a fucking roundhouse kick i'm like where'd you learn how to do this <laughs> You beat him. Suddenly, there's a kangaroo and a little, raptor there to the fight little you. Baby, the little baby bear is like, we play Street Fighter at the community center. <laughs> <laughs> was it Saturday Night Live that had the thing where it was just like bears? Fuck, was it bears in the city? Bears as people. It was just everybody was bears instead of people. I think it was. It was Maybe. either Saturday Night Live or Mad TV. I know somebody listening I vaguely knows remember something like that. Yeah, um, I don't know how we got there. Oh, yeah, D&D in a cabin and stuff. I don't know. It would be fun. But also, yeah, that could be fun. I would really like to, like, eventually I'd love to live in a city because oh yeah, I'd like there to be things. To, I want to live somewhere where bands like to come play. No one wants yeah. to come play Jacksonville. That's what I told you. Like, if I could choose to, somewhere in the U.S. to live, like, money is not an object, it'd probably be Seattle because every tour goes through seattle every event goes through seattle like seattle is the the happening place i, I would say either seattle or portland because because it's right there in that yeah. area yeah oh yeah yeah totally. but i'll say like portland gets most everything but like everything goes to seattle like they have a baseball team um seattle mariners right? they're supposed to be yeah they're supposed to be getting a basketball team again um they've got hockey now they've got a football team wrestling pay-per-views are shot in seattle sometimes like literally anything you can think of any band you can ever imagine has played in seattle but like if i was either rich and didn't have to work or i worked from home that would be great if you have to commute fuck a city like seattle what because like you're just going to spend most of your life in the car i have i have a quick question for you yeah what was the name of the team that used to be in Seattle, the basketball team. The Supersonics. Okay. there was Green and yellow jerseys. There was a moment, and I'm going to send this link to you uh, in the chat, and I'll maybe I'll go post it in um, out of context. Yeah. There was a moment on WWE like three or four years ago where Elias and Kevin Owens are sitting in the ring, and they were in Seattle. And Elias says, well, that's just crazy. I mean that's just that's just insanity. I mean that's that's just like saying that Seattle deserves a basketball team or something like that. Yeah. And he got booed for five yeah. straight minutes. Like oh, yeah. they did not get a. It was Dude. the loudest boo I've ever heard. <laughs> Do anybody who lives in or is from Seattle, if you want to piss them off, you all you have to say is like, "How about them Supersonics?" And they will all rant about like they are still. Like, to the point, my understanding of it is they're talking about bringing the Supersonics back or bringing another team to Seattle. And the people are like, fuck that shit. It's not, it's not the team. Because the Seattle Supersonics moved to Oklahoma and became the Oklahoma City Thunder. And my understanding was like the Seattle didn't want to build them a new arena. And Oklahoma was like, we got money. Nothing cool happens here. We'll build you an arena. And yeah, I liked the Seattle suit. Like I liked the Seattle Mariners. You know, that was King Griffey Jr.'s whole dynasty was there or his whole legacy was there. Um, that's where Macklemore is from. That's where uh, 
Nirvana was from. Like, dude, so much musical talent comes from there. I have a cousin that lives out there, too. His name's Brian. He lives out in Seattle. He says it's wonderful out there. He's he's one of those dudes that's seen Dave Matthews like 50 times. Just uh, because Dave Matthews apparently plays Seattle all the fucking time. All the time, yeah. <laughs> dude, I think I told you. I went to a Dave Matthews band concert, and I will never do that again. Because they opened for themselves with an acoustic set. So he played for like four and a half hours, right? They played one song that played on the radio throughout their entire discography. Everything else was deep cuts. And I was like, fuck this shit, man. <laughs> like, you had so many radio songs. Like, you played fucking one of them. Like, fuck this shit. Now I get, like, there were a lot of people in the crowd that were, like, following them on tour. And this was, like, the fifth or sixth concert they've been to in a row. But I'm like, yeah, fuck those people. Like, I want to hear a few, like, you know, even Corn, dude, when Corn played, Corn had, I don't know how many popular radio songs. They did a fucking mashup where they played like 20 seconds, 30 seconds of a bunch of different songs back to back. And that was cool as fuck. Yeah. Like, I know you can't, when you're at that level, you can't play every song because your discography is, you know, 20 hours long. You know who, there's a band, uh, you ever heard the band Dope? Yeah. Okay. So they, they have that song, Die Motherfucker Die. Um, yeah. They have a song called Bang. They have a song called... Um, I think it's called When the Sound Goes Boom, or it might just be called Boom. Um, and then they have a song called Burn, and then they did a cover of Fuck the Police, right? They yeah. have a mashup that they do of those live called Die, Boom, Bang, Burn, Fuck. And they released nice. an album version of that. And I think that's it's fucking awesome because it flows so fucking well because they picked the right oh, songs, yeah. and they're all hits of theirs. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's what Korn did, yeah. and it was fucking amazing. Dude, I, I got to tell you a, a moment that I had with Korn. I'm thinking about that gives me goosebumps. So one of my favorite songs by Korn is is called Predictable. It's off their very first album. Yeah, I thought never in a million years when I see Korn are they ever going to play that because it's an album cut from the first album. It is what it is. Right. Me and my friend uh, Josie, uh, JP at the time, Josie now. I just I'm trying to get used to doing that. So Josie, um, we're standing there and we had rolled a blunt in the crowd and I'm smoke and I am super stoned and Korn's coming out. Nice. And I, the first fucking song they play, I start hear that. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? They're opening with it!" I lost my fucking mind, dude, and it fucking crushed. And they proceeded to fucking kill it. Now he was super into talking to the crowd that night, right? I've seen Corn a few times. One of the times I saw them, they came out, they played their shit, they left. They did not say hello to the crowd. They did not say goodbye to the crowd. They came out, did their thing, and left. And I was like, "Oh, I bet." something happened with the promoter or maybe they're this is towards the end of a tour and they're just burned out yeah but I'm, i've never been disappointed by corn live i've been disappointed by some bands but never corn and you know who else fucking slays live is lamb of god they are uh, I, could, I could imagine fucking so tight like oh and uh randy just knows how to work a crowd and oh, yeah. gets everyone just wanting to bloodthirsty just mosh like I've some of the biggest pits I've ever seen were during Lamb of God. It's insane. Nice. Although the biggest circle pit I've ever seen was Devil Driver playing Devil's Son. You're a fan of Scrubs. Do you yeah. remember the episode when JD gets a ride from like the UPS delivery guy and he's like, "Do you like speed yeah. metal?" That song yeah. that was playing is Devil's Son by Devil Driver. <laughs> nice. And the crowd, dude, <clears throat> It's on YouTube if you'll go look, if anybody wants to go look it up. I think I've talked about this before, but like, 
I wasn't at this particular show, but I've seen ones that were like this big, but not quite this big. It was like the size of two or three football fields, this fucking circle pit at this concert wow. while Devil Driver was playing. And I'm like, that is insane. I would be gassed after the first roundabout of that. <laughs> and if you're in the middle of the stampede, good luck getting out. Like, oof. Yeah. But metalheads are always super good about if you fall down, pick them back up. You know? Yep. Which I guess this discussion can lead into our next topic, um, which was something that I was thinking about this week. So my guitar inspirations, like I always like to say that I'm inspired by like Andy James, by uh, Jeff Loomis, Tosin Abasi, uh, Zach Wild, all these guys who are really, and actually Zach Wild, I'm not going to say because I do have some serious influence from them. But these other guys, I they're just like my favorite guitarists and I strive to be like them. But I started to think about what style do I actually play? And I ended up the other night watching a three-hour concert of Machine Head playing. And I was like, dude, when I'm trying to write riffs, I write so much like Machine Head. And I think it's because two of my favorite albums of all time were Machine Head's The Blackening and Unto the Locust. There was like two albums in a row that they released that were like the epitome of perfect, in my opinion. Um, You know what my favorite Machine Head is? That Bush song. Yeah, got a machine head. Better the rest. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good ass song. Not as good <laughs> yeah. as Everything's End though. That's Bush's best song. Is Everything's End, in my opinion. I just love that you knew where I was going with that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, I knew you for some reason. I knew that you probably don't know who Machine Head is. The band. <laughs> no, I've heard of them. Okay, I feel like I've heard some of their songs. You've yeah. Probably heard Davidian. Um. It has the the part where he's like, "Let freedom ring with a shotgun blast." Probably so. Anyway, I remember listening and be like, "Man, imagine how good they'd be if they knew how to play their instruments." <laughs> Motherfucker. Hey, I was thinking about something. You know who's somebody who I absolutely think that falls into exactly what you're talking about, where they just play shit. Carrie King from Slayer. Listen to any of his yeah. solos. He's just playing notes as fast as possible, and he doesn't give a fuck what notes he's hitting. Yep. yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, he doesn't play the grandpa's guitars. He doesn't play the grandpa's guitars. Um, but I, so I started, that led me to thinking about, like, what do I actually play like? So I got a little machine head in there. I got some Zach Wilde in there. Willie always tells me that he appreciates when I throw in the Zach Wilde pinch harmonics into songs. But um, nice. the... The ones that I came up with, it w- was like, wow. So it's probably, as far as me writing songs, Corn, Machine Head, Bullet for My Valentine, As I Lay Dying, Alice in Chains, Tool. Like, those are probably the six. With with some others that, like, typo negative, definitely, when I'm in that mood, I can write some typo negative style stuff. But, like, yeah. if I want to write typo negative t- style stuff, I shift completely but like when i'm just riff like when i put on a drum track and i'm just riffing about i'm usually playing like new metal slash metalcore slash death like yeah. funk metal i don't know what you would call it the ev- machine head is like an evolution of pantera without the white power stuff from philip anselmo <laughs> yeah. which by the way fuck philip anselmo i just want to throw that out there i mean dude wants to i mean yeah. say white power i don't know him by name but fuck him anyways yeah fuck that guy the lead singer Pantera. So I don't know most band members. Like if I saw them walking down the street, I wouldn't recognize them. 
I mean, you got to have your obviouses like, uh, you know, I'd probably notice Jonathan Davis. Um, you know, like Marilyn Manson, I would notice. But like Marilyn Manson's drummer, you know, any other member of Corn would notice him. Thinking, uh, what's his name? Aaron Aaron Lewis from Stain. I know what he looks like, but I probably wouldn't recognize him if you I walked past him on the street. Yeah. Um, you know, just like even like football players and shit. Like most of my most football players, I wouldn't know them if I saw them on the street. Well, I had, I had an instance of that once. Um, but we knew who it was because we had just seen him. So like we went to this concert, and actually one of my other guitar inspirations for when I'm writing slower, more melodic stuff is definitely Devin Townsend. I recommend anyone yeah. to listen to Devin Townsend because like one album will be metal the next album will be like acoustic the next album will be like ambient stuff like he's just very versatile anyway the show his name makes me think he's like a gavin mcgraw or michael buble type of musician no like his name sounds like that yeah devin townsend yeah i'll give you that he's canadian he's bald he's got wears glasses so if they casted a live action movie of grand theft auto five yeah in Grand Theft Auto Five, if you take Trevor and you shave off his beard and you make him bald, put yeah. some glasses on him and put him in a suit, you have Devin Townsend. That's what Devin Townsend looks nice. like, just without the mess. Nice. <laughs> um, he was actually. A... But I will say, if they do a live action movie, they'll probably use that actor who was Trevor. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I forget his name, but like he's a pretty famous actor. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, man, but yeah. like, so at the show, it was the opening band was Septic Flesh, then Obscura played, and I'll never forget that guy from Obscura, well, he does this mean growl, and then he was like, hello everyone, we are Obscura from Germany, and we hope you enjoy our set tonight, and I was like, wow, and he's like, this next song is, Cosmic Overload, like, you know, it was just hilarious nice. that he was so nice when he was talking, and then he just dropped into that mean growl. But uh, then Devin Townsend played, then Children of Bodom played, which, rest in peace, Alexi Leo. Um, so anyways, after the show's over, we're like deciding what we want to go eat. We're standing around. We're like, all right, what do we want to eat before we head back? And these guys come up to us and they're like, hello, uh, where where is a good place to eat? And we turn and we look and we're like, oh shit, this is the dudes from Septic Flesh. Like, <laughs> nice. oh fuck, like y'all are famous. Like, hi, uh, they're from Greece. Super cool dudes. Uh, we stood there and talked with them for a minute while, you know, we were just they were asking us about the city, and we were like, "Yeah, this is Orlando. Welcome to Orlando." <laughs> it's like, there's a lot of shit around. So wait, here. was wait was that your Greece? Was that your Greek? Oh, I uh, I don't have a Greek. If, accent. Okay, I was just like, because that was very German. Oh yeah, I just picked German because I don't I don't have a Greek accent. Okay. Um, that's pro- that's probably racist, Dalton. <laughs> I I mean earlier, uh, whatever. I mean, it's probably it's em, probably racist. Yeah, I, fuck them, but it's probably I'm, racist. I'm ignorant. I apologize. If anybody wants to give <laughs> yeah. me an example We're of a Greek, ignorant. a Greek accent, I will work on it. Um, fucking Stamos. What was his cousin's name on Full House? John Stamos. Yeah, remember his fucking cousin? No, I don't. His uncle Jesse. Uh, I don't think it was Stavros, but it might have been. He had his fucking cousin from Greece that was actually John Stamos with like I think a mustache or a bigger nose or something. Oh no, I don't remember. Because he hit on he hit on fucking Becky. Just do flowers to Becky, dude. She was fucking hot back in the day. Yeah, Becky. She oh, probably yeah. still is. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, she did prison time now, so she's a little bit hotter, but <laughs> I think she did like six days or some stupid shit like that, which like, hey. it was bullshit anyways. Like, she paid to get her kid into a fucking better college. Like, rich people have been doing that shit since college has fucking started. Why do you think there's so many buildings named after rich people and park benches and shit all over college campuses? Yeah. These motherfuckers are buying their kids way into school. Why did fucking, I think her name's Lori, Lori Laughlin or something. Why did she have to go to prison for that when literally thousands of rich people have fucking done it? On a, on a similar vein. Oh, I don't have an answer for that, by the way. I don't know. But in a similar vein, I'd give it to Martha Stewart. Yeah, she could probably get it. I mean, like, I wonder, I wonder if Snoop gave it to her. Because, you know, they had that fucking whole, like, cooking That's show. Bit. I, I wonder if she fucking... Just for the... I wonder if she got dogged out. Sheer event of it that it would be. <laughs> I feel like... And this is going to sound weird. I feel like Snoop Dogg probably has a huge dick. Like, do you, would you agree? Yeah, you know why? I think I, I would agree with that. And I've made this comment to a lot of people. I've listened to a lot of Snoop Dogg songs. I don't think I've ever heard him sound angry. He will tell you yeah. that he's going to kill you in the most smooth, yeah. relaxed, calm voice. He is like the, probably one of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet. <laughs> like fucking Uncle Snoop. Like I just always imagine that dude has a fucking gigantic dong. <laughs> like he doesn't seem like he has a fucking care in the world. Like he literally went on trial for murder and like he just doesn't seem like he has a fucking care in the world yeah dude i think it was i think it was bruce pritchard on his podcast told a story that they were backstage at wwe because you know snoop is uh sasha banks uncle or something like that yeah so he was there and he wrapped her to the ring one wrestlemania and apparently like kevin dunn who's the producer was like backstage trying to talk to snoop and snoop wasn't paying him any wasn't paying him any attention or so he thought and he made some comment about you know, you're not even looking at me. Are you listening to me at all? And Snoop just took a hit of his blunt and went, motherfucker, just because I ain't looking at you don't mean I ain't listening to you. Yep. Keep talking. And just kept hitting his blunt. It's <laughs> like, what a smooth motherfucker, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, he's one I would love to meet. Like, I just want to shake his fucking hand. I think he's one of the coolest people on the fucking planet. Somebody I did meet, Fred Williamson, and he was he's probably the coolest person i've ever fucking met he was an nfl player he played for like the raiders and i think the chiefs he was in super bowl one or two like he was on the losing team for one of the first super bowls um then he did a bunch of those black exploitation movies in the 80s and he was in uh from dust till dawn the fucking vampire movie i love that movie um, i haven't seen it in forever but i love it Dude, I met him. He is, was one of the coolest motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. Like, just so, like, I'm just like, God damn, like, can you adopt me? Can you be my new dad? Like, <laughs> it's fucking just so fucking cool. He was like, you want to take a selfie? Come on, we'll take a selfie. He's like, I'm pulling my phone. He's like, yeah, open your camera. You know, you hit this button here. You turn, you know, it'll turn the camera. I'm like, it's my phone. It's fo- my phone, motherfucker. I know how it works. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. They do like this. Like, put his fist up. He's like, yeah, you do like, gotta look cool. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> dude, you just fucking one of the co- telling me stories about like, um, his days playing in the league, what it was like. And I'm like, I stood at his table for like 30, 45 minutes just listening to him talk because, dude, he was fucking just so cool. Like, I, I want him to do another show because I want to meet him again and like talk to him again because he's such a fucking cool guy. Hell yeah. But he's like, 
I want to say even then he was like in his 70s or 80s. So he's like getting up there. So I'd love to meet him one more time. I was going to say, dude. Because he he's just such one. a fucking cool guy. Yeah, he's such a fucking cool guy. Like he's he's up there in age, but man. You, like. Oh, go ahead. Like the one of the coolest people. Um, I interacted more with him, but I've also met the actor Orlando Jones. He was. Dude, I've never seen that level of charisma in person before that dude was so fucking charismatic he was so smooth and elegant like damn dude i would love to have like 60 percent of the coolness that orlando jones had uh you know who's somebody who also does that like take your like they take your phone and take the picture for you yeah it's kevin smith because he said that so many people have asked him for selfies that he's just gotten really fucking good at just like the perfect angle and like so he'll just be like, yeah, yeah, let me see. And he'll, he'll get it and he'll take the selfie for him. Like, Here you go. I want to ask him how many dicks he's seen doing that. Like, or like, you know, you can see the last photo taken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious how many dicks he's seen. I remember we used to take people's uh, disposable cameras. You know, people would buy disposable cameras for vacations and shit. Yeah. They would be like, hey, take this picture for me. So we'd always take it, wind it up where it'd take a picture and then just like, pull our shorts up, stick it in our pants and take a picture of our dicks. <laughs> Cause like back then there was no way to delete that shit. You had to go get that role of fucking film development. There was going to be a random dick in there. You are such an <laughs> asshole. I wasn't the only one doing it, dude. This was a fucking trend back in the day. The like fuck? I've never heard yeah, of this. You just took a, you just took a picture of your dick with somebody's disposable camera. Oh, uh, don't leave your shit just laying on a table or something. Like, we didn't know whose it was. Oh, it was getting dicks and buttholes and all kinds of shit put on it. That's like grandma's going to get a shock. That is the equivalent of people these days just sending random dick pics to people. More or less. Oh, fuck, y'all. They're like, you they're started like, take a bad my picture. They go, they're like, take my picture. And they go, like, lean up against a tree or some shit. And it's like, click. Like, well, you, you fucking asshole. You don't do it to random strangers. You did it to like people you knew. <laughs> like, okay, that's a little I don't know better. If that's worse. That's a li- no, that's I don't a know if that's better. worse. Yeah. Still, bro. <laughs> but yeah, fucking shit was funny. That that is kind of funny. Digital cameras kind of fucked it up because like they just go in and delete that shit. And I, you had to take that motherfucker to the drugstore or the grocery store, get that film developed because you took a bunch of vacation pictures on that roll. You won't go throw that shit away. And then you get fucking weird ass looks from the girl at Walgreens because I was like, why was there a dick picture in there with your family photos? What kind of weird shit y'all got going on? <laughs> Our thing, like we didn't, we didn't do the dick pics. Our thing was so my group of friends at least it was try to get your friend to see your ball sack and also this my friend Aaron started this thing and god I wish he never would have because it's probably why like I probably never have kids but so I'm sitting there and he'd be like hey man and this is from a movie I just can't remember what movie it was from he'd be like hey man you know you're doing a really good job I appreciate you you should take a bow and he'd just pop you in the nuts (laughs) yeah yeah we would do that shit what's the capital of Thailand Bangkok. Yeah, Bangkok. Whap. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Ta- uh, we call them sack taps. The you don't like punch them. You just like the fucking fingernails. You just yeah. like slap them with the fingernails. And just that little, like, even if you just graze it a little bit, it's the f- ladies, the pain just fucking radiates up through your fucking stomach. And like, even just the simplest little graze, if you just graze the skin on them, there's like a defense mechanism that just wraps all your insides up, ties them in a knot. Yeah. Yeah, it'll make you want to puke, dude. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Hit and it's just a fucking ball of nerve as far as I know. And, ugh. Yep. Yeah, it's rough. Which, like, which, like, it's funny because, like I said, we were talking about the dick tattoos. Like, you can, you can say it too, Dalton. You can take your dick and, like, wrap it around your finger really tight and, like, stretch it all out and it doesn't hurt at all. Man, you fucking accidentally hit your nuts with your, with your fucking pinky finger. Oh. That's, that's all she wrote. Bro, okay. I have an instance of this. I was, I think I might have told the story before on the show, but everybody, everybody, every episode might be someone's first episode. Um, I came home from a camping trip as a scout and I go home. I am, I'm going to take a shower, take my pants off, look down, see a little tick crawling on my balls. Hasn't bit me yet. My first instinct, yeah. whack it, Flick. brush it off like that. Yeah. Just yep. fucking speed bag. Just blah, 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 hit my fucking balls yep. and it hurt. I knocked the tick off. Uh, yep. And I did manage. Was it worth it? I though? did manage through the pain to get a piece of tissue paper, get the tick, and flush it down the toilet, and then curl in a ball and cry. Like it makes me think of that Thanos scene from uh, Infinity War. Did you get the tick off? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> like, yeah. dude. But what's funny to me is I'm assuming, as a dude, you may agree with me when you when you beat your meat, choke the chicken, whatever. You're fairly aggressive with it. Like, you're not fucking down there playing bare white and taking your time and shit. <laughs> you're fucking cranking. Like, women women masturbating seems more like art, whereas for men, it's more like engineering. It's like, how can we get this done as quickly and efficiently yeah. as possible? Like, I'm going to put this job to the so laziest you, person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to think, like, you're sitting there fucking punching yourself in the nuts speed bag style for five minutes whatever however long it takes and doesn't fucking hurt at all but like i said you fucking drop a pencil and it lands on your ball that's that's the end you're of done it. yeah your day is ruined yeah you're fucking done <laughs> like ladies you don't understand you can literally take the cap off of a fucking marker and it falls and hits right on your nut that's right. Somebody might as well have fucking kicked you. Like, it's so fucking bad. Yeah. And I don't get it, though. Like, how come, like, dude, fucking giving it to giving it to a woman. I've felt my shit just fucking Adrenaline, slamming sir. into her. Maybe so. Because, like, yeah, it's fucking like my ball sack is taking some abuse. <laughs> Nothing. But, yeah, I mean, just the tiniest little flick. Yeah, it's, yeah it's like I, don't, I've had, I don't get I've it. I've had a girl giving me a hand job before, and she's like, I don't want to do it too hard and hit you in the balls. I'm like, dude, listen, don't worry about it right now. Like, It's like, trust me, I hit I hit myself in the balls jerking off all the time. You're, you'll be fine. You'll be all right. Plus, my, like I said, my adrenaline's really high right now. My pain tolerance is, is high. It's through the roof. I, I think I've talked about this, too, and if I have apologies, but like, I had an ex who used to like to bite me, but she, yeah. but she knew that I, I like... You know, I don't mind getting bit, but there's yeah. a certain level of force, yeah, that I am okay with. Until if it feels like you're about to bite a chunk out of my neck, like a fucking zombie, we have a problem. Yeah. And that's how she used to bite I'm, me. She used to get me like it was like she was trying to piss me off, yeah. and then I would like grab her by the jaw and be like, "Don't fucking bite me like that." And she'd be like, "You're being too rough." I'm like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" It was the it yeah. was the girlfriend who used to get mad that I didn't ar- I wouldn't argue with her. So I always I yeah. would always take it as she was trying to get me to find something to start an argument so she could beat me Probably. at that. And it's yeah. like, nah, dude, I don't argue. Fuck off. I'm not, I'm not yeah. gonna argue with you. 
Yeah, I'm not into biting and shit, like sucking, whatever, kissing, whatever. I'm not into biting. But I will say, for all the ladies out there listening, all two of you that I know of, um, you're giving your dude a hand job. Don't try to be delicate with it. Grab that motherfucker, squeeze it as tight as you can, and try to fucking rip it off. Like, trust me, he will thank you. Like, yeah. Dalton can back me up Absolute on it. Absolutely, 110%. Fucking, <laughs> fucking do that shit like a man. Like, grab that motherfucker, squeeze it, and fucking just... Uh, you know how, you like, the fucking ladies when the fucking you got the glass bottle of steak sauce and there's like a little bit of sauce left in it you're trying to get it out and you're just like like do that with his dick dude he will fucking thank you after he jizzes all over your face you gotta be careful with that there was a i think it was a german commercial i think it was a fake commercial but probably they're sitting on the they're sitting on the couch and the guy's like will you give me a hand job and she's like i've never given one before and he goes don't worry just treat it like you would a bottle of ketchup. Like you're trying to get yeah. ketchup out of a bottle. She goes, okay. So he pulls down his pants and it's blurred, right? But he like she like grabs yeah. his dick and just takes her fucking other hand and starts beating the top of it. Yeah. Just and I'm like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to try that, I've never tried it. <laughs> yeah. It might work. If you want to try to hammer my dick into my body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Courtney, if you're like, listening, I mean, please don't do that to me. <laughs> If, if you're a woman and you're willing to touch my penis, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna put up with a lot of stuff. <laughs> we can experiment. Mm. Okay, so I have a callback before we move on to your, your spoiler-free review, sir. Uh, <laughs> when we were talking about trypophobia, I think it was called, trypopho- trypophobia. Yeah, trip, tryptophobia, something the like that. The fear of the holes, right? I had that trigger on me this week in a very, very odd way. Uh so I have a friend of mine who's pregnant and she wanted to show me that she was lactating. Like she had started lactating. She was like excited uh, about it. So I literally get a Snapchat of her smiling and going, look, and she's just squeezing her titty. Right. And there's like milk coming out of yeah. her nipple. And the way, the way that like the, the milk came out, like it was like slow. Yeah. And I saw that it came out from multiple spots and my brain just went, yeah. Oh God! Like oh God! And it freaked. I, and I didn't tell her it freaked me out, but dude, it freaked me the fuck out. And I don't know why, because I've seen lactating nipples before, and it didn't bug me. You're like, you're like, I'm looking at a titty, and it's it's freaking me out, and I don't I don't like this. <laughs> but like, as I've seen lactating tits before, and it didn't bother me. But this was just, I guess, never, never look up like a like a zoomed in view of a nipple. It will freak you the fuck out. Oh no, yeah, I, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I know. I know it's a that. bunch of little. Yeah, no, I'm good. I don't want to know. I don't have tryptophobia, and it's kind of gross for me. Yeah, like when it's zoomed in up super close, like a yeah. Yeah, no, I'm good there. I, I just, it just, it was just Hol- holes in bodies should be big. <laughs> they should be like you can see them with the naked eye, like your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, your dick hole, your butthole. Yeah, you should be able to see them. <laughs> I don't want to zoom into the microscopic ones. Like, dude, the fucking, I don't know if you're grossed out by, like, the pimple poppers and shit yes. like that. Like, that shit just grosses me the I fuck don't, out. I unfollowed somebody on Facebook one time because they kept sharing those fucking videos. Uh, I got mad at a buddy just, of mine. Oh, it fucking skeeves me out. He shared a uh, a kidney full of, full of kidney stones one time. 
and it legit oh. grossed me the fuck out. Like I unfollowed him and messaged him. And, or no, I commented on it and I was like, bro, this disturbs me and I'm hiding this post. And he was like, Oh dude, I'm so sorry. It was it was Lenny. So he was like, Yo, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to offend you or anything. I mean you didn't offend me, it's just disgusting. I don't want to see that. It freaks me out. Yeah. I don't like bo- like body horror. It really gets to me. Yeah. Um I don't want to think the, about what's going on inside of here. <laughs> the the pimple thing, like on Snapchat. Oh god. On your video's frozen again. I hope the fucking internet's not acting up. Where were we? Um we're back from our technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> um so on Snapchat, uh and like so when you can like the page where you can like view your friends stories, underneath that is just yeah. like things that you might like that are like basically the reels on Facebook and TikToks and things like it's the same yeah. shit. Dude, I would get so many of them that were like, you'll never guess how much came out of this and it's like this big pimple looking thing and i've just started yeah, like oh, oh fuck that pressing shit. and holding it and just saying like i don't want to see this on all of them and hopefully they stop showing me that shit. i don't want to fuck dr pimple popper why is that a tv show nah. why the fuck is that so fuck infatuating that to people uh fucking like i didn't i didn't even like my own pimples being popped like my mom loved that shit she's like let me get it i'm like no leave it the fuck alone like i can't stand it oh uh, it's I'll, so fucking gross to me. i'll pop my own that that doesn't bug me much dude but I, like i don't want to see people have i don't want to see these geysers of disgustingness no. you know what i'm saying i will no. tell you a funny story uh my first girlfriend we were having sex one time and we were doing it doggy style and she had a, a little zit on her back and I was like, surely I can just pop this thing real quick and she won't even fucking notice because I'm slamming her, right? So we're like, we're going, we're going. And I'm like moving my hands up her hips and stuff. And I just like popped it and she just went, ow, motherfucker, why did you do that? And I was like, <laughs> damn, she caught me. I was like, sorry, it was like just staring at me. I had to <laughs> I had to get rid of it so I could come. I'm sorry. It's like, <laughs> as long as it's I was like being distracted. As long as I was looking at a little white head, it just it wasn't going to happen. You know what else grosses me the fuck out? Those blackhead strips people put on their nose, like rip it off, and there's little like mountains of fucking dirt and shit on them. Like, oh, that's fucking gross. Oh, bro, you really want to gross yourself out? Go in the bathroom, take your two fingers, put them together like this. Yeah. Put them on the sides of your nose and just push up really hard and just Uh, watch the cheese spill out of the sides of your nose, bro. (laughs) No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> it's the best. Well, for people listening, that's a good way to get rid of your blackheads on your nose is if you just push up on your nose. It hurts like a son of a bitch, and it'll make your nose red, but it'll get them all. No, I'm good. Just saying. I'll just let I'll just let them be. Let it be. Let it be. Um. All right. So let me. I gotta pull the notes back up now. Uh. Oh. So it's your re- spoiler for your review. Yes. So, House of the Dragon came out. Um, I'm sure Dalton didn't watch it. No, I have not had time. I watched it. Um, So, House of the Dragon is a prequel to Game of Thrones. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, it won't be a huge deal as long as you know, like, who the houses are, basically. Because this story takes place. So, Game of Thrones, main one of the main characters, Daenerys Targaryen. So, this is the Targaryen family. It's their story, but it's their story from 173 years before Daenerys was born. So okay. roughly 100 and 190 or so, 200 years before 
Game the Game. events of Game of Thrones. So, like, none of the characters are going to be in it. You know, the cities are in it, the houses, the families are in it, that stuff. But, like, it's nothing to do with Game of Thrones. I watched the first episode. I'm going to do spoiler-free, just sort of my impressions of it. It was very... I thought it was good. It's kind of slow. Not a lot happens, which... It's the first episode of what's probably going to be a long epic series. That's understandable. It's just an introduction to the characters of this world. And I thought they did a pretty good job. My one gripe about it is Matt Smith is one of the main characters in it. I don't have a problem with Matt Smith. I think he's a, a good actor. You know, he does a good job. I just think he's fucking weird looking and I don't like his face. Uh, like Matt Smith was one of the doctors in Doctor Who. He's just fucking weird looking. Like I don't know why it's fucked up on my part, but I just don't like the guy's face. Okay, I, I like, can see that. He has a very like, like he has a weird looking alien. Face. I am not an animal face. Yeah, like he's fucking yeah, like Rocky Dennis. Like he's just fucking weird looking. Like at least Rocky Dennis had a legit medical condition. <laughs> Matt Smith just has a weird shaped head. But, like, yeah, other than that, and like I said, dude's a talented actor. I don't take anything away from him. I just don't like the way he looks. Sue me. I don't care. Um, but, yeah, like, other than that, the show's pretty good. I think it's worth a watch. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Is it worth watching for somebody who hasn't really watched Game of Thrones? Uh, to me, that's a complex question. Because um, if you love Game of Thrones, you'll probably like this show. Um, but if you're into, you know, medieval dragons and all that shit, then you'll probably like it too. I think if you're into those period pieces, you'll like it regardless. If you're not into that, like I'm not super into that stuff, but Game of Thrones, I really liked. Like I'm not super into The Witcher. I'm not like the show. Even The Witcher show was just kind of meh for oh, me. I loved it. Um I'm not super into like the King Arthur and the night, like, you know, that era of time, not super into it, but I was really into Game of Thrones. So I'm going to watch this one. I think it's going to be pretty good. I don't know if it's the drama that drags me in because, dude, I fucking love drama. I don't want drama in my own life, but I get the fucking popcorn out for that shit in other people's lives. Like, like, seriously. Give me, give me all the fucking details. I'm here for it. Just don't involve me in it. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so maybe that's why. Because that show, anybody who's seen Game of Thrones, that shit is fucking drama all the way through. So I think I think this one's going to be pretty good. It's cool. There's like some, uh, there's some jousting in it. There's, you know, twists and betrayals and all kinds of weird shit going on. So the second episode's actually airing Right now, maybe. It's either 9 or 10 o'clock Eastern, so either it's almost over or it's about to begin. I don't watch it live. I'll watch it sometime like tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, like it's pretty good show. Definitely check it out, especially if you like Game of Thrones. I got to tell you that uh, my mom is like halfway, if not almost done with season seven of Game of Thrones. Like She's it hard. How disappointed is your mom that she didn't get to see Jason Momoa's dick in that show? Very. Okay. Very. I don't know if we talked about this, but she was like, I got, I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed about it too, but Cause that's the whole reason she started watching it was cause she loves Jason Momoa. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, I got to see a lot of them. 
And I said, yeah, but you don't get to see his, like, I said, yeah, but they don't show. She goes, I know, I got to see everything but here, and I really wanted to see here. And she, like, made a circle around her crotch. <laughs> she was like, I wanted to know what that looked like. It's <laughs> like, good Lord. I feel like he probably has a hog, too. Maybe. Maybe he's. Roman Reigns definitely has a hog. Like, maybe they have micropenes. You never know, dude. <laughs> maybe. But I highly doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt it. <laughs> But I feel like when you look like those dudes, even if it's average, yeah, it's like Seth Rollins. Dude, if you look like Roman Reigns, it doesn't matter how big your dick is. Like you're gonna bury it in some chicks. Like yeah, as many as you want. Line them up. You're gonna get to knock them down. Absolutely. <laughs> they may talk about you and how small your dick was after the fact, but probably not because they'll probably like would rather be like, "I fucked that guy. Look how hot he is." They don't want to talk about your inadequacies. Yeah. So. That makes me think of the Jim Jefferies bit where he's like, we know you talk, we know you tell your friends, and it hurts. It hurts. When we pass by, we've had a breakup, and you pass by your friends, and they look at you across the street, and he holds up his pinky, and they just do this to you as they walk by. <laughs> he goes, it fucking hurts. He goes, you don't see any of us walking by, like, me and my mates walking by, one of my mates looking at you and just blowing into a bowl. <laughs> yes. Holding up the diamond cutter somewhere. Yeah, it's like, we don't do that. He goes, what the fuck? Oh, man. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. I think you would like it especially because you're super into that kind of stuff anyway. I love so. medieval shit, yeah. Like, even back in the day, like my favorite episodes of Wishbone were when he would go back into the medieval uh, age. Shout out. I remember my brother had a Wishbone poster on his closet door when we were kids. Like, he was all about some Wishbone. Dude, shout out to Wishbone. That was such a fucking good show for kids. Oh yeah, it was it was a good one, and a fucking adorable dog. Like I'm sure that yeah, dog, little Jack Russell. I'm sure that dog's dead by now, but like, oh, he's probably been dead for a while. But like, I hope that dog had a nice, easy life after he did his acting oh, and yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, because it was like that was like a dog of mine and a child, almost like a dog of mine in a childhood. Like, cause oh, I saw yeah. him every week, dude. Speaking of Hollywood dogs, you know, like there's the Airbud tragedies, right? Like a bunch of the dogs that played Airbud died, like bad deaths like i think one got hit by a car like it's on the internet you can read about i don't want to read about it i could have gone my whole life without knowing that and i'd have been perfectly fine <laughs> yeah ap- apparently there was like a curse to play in Airbud. that sucks Airbuds. i yeah. those weren't like my favorite movies but like i didn't change them when i was a kid i was more of a beethoven kid i liked uh, i watched all the beethoven movies like homeward bound and those that movies. movie was sad as fuck yes it was <laughs> And what was the other uh, Milo and Otis? No, uh, maybe there was Milo and Otis, but then there was another one with three animals like Homeward Bound that I can't remember. That's the other one I'm trying to think of the name, and I know it wasn't. Yeah, I can't Home- think of and, it. God, but that was another one that was really good, but had some sad yeah. moments, but ended up being oh, yeah. happy in the end. But oh, speaking of sad moments, I saw a thing today. Uh, it was like the saddest moment in movie history, and it was that scene from uh, uh My Girl. Oh. Where, like, uh, Macaulay Culkin's laying in the casket, and he's like, he doesn't have his glasses on. He's got, like, all the welts on his face from the bee stings. And the girl is like, his face hurts. Where are his glasses? He can't see without his glasses. Like, freaking out on the cast. Like, dude, that movie will still fucking make me well up as a 36-year-old man. Like, there's no shame in fucking crying at that movie. Oh, bro, I'll, I'll cry it. I'll cry it, like damn near anything that like is supposed to make you cry especially if i'm stoned i will fucking well up that's there's a there's that movie 
I can't watch it. Is it Marley and Me? Oh yeah, with the with uh, Luke Wilson. No, oh, Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah, and the dog. I yeah. saw a and Jennifer meme. Anderson. Yeah. I saw. I'm gonna call it a meme, but it wasn't funny. You know what I mean? It was like, but it was in meme format yeah. of that yeah. ending scene when they're in the vet and oh, just yeah. seeing. I was I was on the toilet scrolling through Facebook, and all of a sudden I'm boohooing while I'm pooing because because <laughs> I saw this thing and I started thinking about my dog and like we got to get off this subject because my I can feel my eyes getting fucking, warm right now. But it's like dude, fucking weeping and seeping. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's so I don't even want to think about that with Daisy, you know what I mean? Because I know she's getting older. Oh, yeah. So seeing that just triggered something in me, and I was just like, yeah. So when I got to the bathroom, I just immediately went to my mom's room and laid down and started on Daisy's bed with her, and I started petting Daisy. I'm like, hey, sweetie, oh, I yeah. love you. <laughs> Such a good dog. Dude, I, don't, I have I have a sort of weird detachment with death. Like, I don't know. It's it's strange for me. Like, I don't know. I don't get super duper attached like that. I don't know why. But it might be a, def- like a, a defense gust- mechanism thing in your brain, you know. Could be. My brain is pretty broken, so it's possible. I was telling a star that the other day. She's like, "That's sad." I was like, eh, "Welcome to the Jeremy show." <laughs> it's like I'm fucking broken, but I'm still here, and that's what's important. Yes, sir. Exactly. Exactly. I think I'm more here out of spite than anything. Like just. Just to fucking annoy people, I'm gonna stick around. Oh, I, I swear that's why both of my grandparents on my mom, my mom's parents. I swear that's why both of them are still around, uh, as out of spite for one another. They love each other, but like they're not gonna give the other one the satisfaction of <laughs> not being there. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, and so this last topic that I had, uh, and then we have a bunch of questions with th- which thank you by the way, listeners for yeah, sending in the you questions. You guys rocked it this week with questions. We got. A shitload of them. But uh, I was just curious. Do you have some songs like that are your good when you're angry and you just like want to get that uh, aggression out? Do you have some songs that are like your go to that are just good for when you're mad? I feel like the obvious that we both will say is a uh, break stuff by Limp Biscuit. I knew you were um, going to say that before you even said it. Yeah. <laughs> I always go like a lot of the new metal stuff that's heavier like that. Um, there's a song by Hopson that he does that is like just angry rap like that um yeah anything like that that's just like angry or aggressive lyrics or music i tend to gravitate towards um just so i have i have more like depressed songs when i'm sad yeah oh i got a lot i'm usually sad more than angry (laughs) yeah but yeah like when i'm angry um quick yeah quick sidebar there's a song on hobson's first like major album that he released yeah. The I think uh, I don't remember what it was. Raw. The album was Raw. Uh, that song Pillow Man. I'll be in yeah. your dreams, baby. I'm the Pillow Man. That song is good as fuck. Like I know Hobson. Dude, Hobson. Hobson's underrated. He deserves more credit than he gets. Well, he gets a lot of shit because he sounds a lot like Eminem. Yeah, he does. But, like I, when I first heard about him, me and Jen were dating, and I was like, "It's very obvious." Like he was influenced by Eminem growing up, and he modeled his music style after Eminem because he sounds a lot like him. His lyrics are a lot of like early Eminem. So if you like Eminem and you've never heard of Hobson, go check him out. Like, yeah, he's like a he's got some good ass music. He's like Eminem with a tinge of horrorcore. Yeah, because Hobson, he's got a. One of his songs I like, I forget what it's called, but it's uh basically like he's dating a Australian girl and the whole song is him like getting taken into the police station and they're like, What do you have to say for yourself? 
And he's basically telling the story about how, like, she's pregnant, but, like, she's working at a strip club, and then she's, like, cheating on him, but she won't tell him, like, where the strip club is or any of this shit. And, like, he pushes her down on the bed, and she gets, uh, she gets, like, defensive, like, calls the police and says he hit her or whatever. And he's like, you know, I know what you're thinking, you know, poor white girl and, you know, the black guy who always gets an, gets an attitude. He's like, I know you're going to make it difficult for me to come back to Australia and see my kid and blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, it's a fucking good ass song. I'll see if I can find it. It's in my Spotify somewhere. I was say, apparently that's just real, too. Like, yeah, he, he has a kid that he can't see and stuff. Like, it's pretty wild. Yeah, like the chick, like, filed something on him and he got, uh, like, banned from going back to Australia for a while. He has a bunch of them called Ill Mind of Hobson, and then they're they're like numbered. I think Ill Mind of Hobson Five is one of the one of the best ones. Kumbaya is a really good one. Uh, Hotel in Sydney is what that one's called. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's the song. It's on his uh, No Shame album, which is a it's a good album. Definitely check it out. Yeah, I'll have to check out more of his stuff because I'm really only familiar with that Raw album. Raw, I mean Raw is good. That was 2010. Um, Jesus Christ, feel it. <laughs> That was 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Kumbaya is a really good one. Uh, Check that out. Dude, I like finding artists, especially on Spotify, because basically you can type the artist's name in and it'll give you like the top five most popular songs that they've done. And I'll just kind of like listen to those and be like, all right, you know, maybe it's a song I know that I didn't realize it was them. Something like that. Or it's just, you know, okay, I like this guy's style. Let me go check out some of his albums. And I'll just listen to that stuff like that. I, I do the same thing, but on YouTube, where it's like in the related videos. Yeah. Or like, you, oh, you know, yeah. when you were listening to a band and it'll be like, like I'll use Hobson, for example, yeah. like Hobson Mix. And you'll yep. click that and then it just puts Hobson and stuff like Hobson in there. Yeah. Yep. That's what I love doing because that's how I discover new shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And uh, Spotify does that. So basically, like, if you go in Spotify, you search for Hobson. It'll give you, like, Hobson, and it'll give you a bunch of his songs. Well, if you click on the artist and you scroll down, it'll give you, like, his popular songs, popular releases, and then you can do, like, featuring Hobson, and they'll have something called Hobson Radio. It's like, I don't know if you can see it on my phone. Yeah. But basically, like, it'll have the artist and it'll say radio. You click that and it'll give you a bunch of songs by that artist and by people like that artist. So I'll do that sometimes. I'll be like, I'm in the mood for, like, Eminem or 50 Cent or something. So I'll put 50 Cent and I'll go 50 Cent Radio and it'll just show me a bunch of artists that are like in that same style. And I'm like, okay, cool. This this pretty dope let me add this to my like songs i don't know if the mobile version of spotify does this because i know the mobile version of spotify is like super crippled compared to the pc uh thing of spotify but on pc on the artist page if you scroll down there's actually like a spot that says bands that are also like this and then it has i think it does do that which is cool too i think it does do that but like i'll just do the radio thing and let it give me a random assortment of music and just listen to it because it'll usually be like i'm driving or i'm doing something where i'm not going to be just looking at my phone so it's like i'll just let this stuff play and if something cool comes on i'll hit the little heart and add it to my like songs go back and listen to it later um so my my songs when i'm angry uh first up corn it's a song called let's do this now the chorus says break you down mercy i shall not allow through your face my fist will plow watching as your blood pours down let's do this now like it's just it's a heavy ass corn song off of their album take a look in the mirror which is their heaviest album and my favorite album by corn um 
There's a song by a band, and I have it pulled up so I can remember the name of the band, Spoil Engine. It's called Disconnection. So you're speaking on Corn. I do have a couple of songs, by, or one song by Corn. I do like when I'm angry, but it's not super aggressive. It's that song Trash. Oh, I love that fucking song. That's one of my favorite that corn song songs. That song is fucked up, but it's so good. Like It is one of my favorite corns, but isn't it kind of about like... Bro, it's about... Molestation? Yeah, it's about... Uh, it's basically... I'm trying to think of the, how the, how did it start. Well, I don't know. I just felt the craving. I see their flesh. It feels so fresh, and it's just there for the yeah. taking. These little girls, they make me little feel girls, so goddamn... make me feel so goddamn exhilarated. Exhilarated. I can't get enough... Uh, I fill them up i can't, I can't give, give enough uh, the pain yeah. that i'm just erasing yeah i i tell my lies the lyrics just, are so yeah. fucked but it's such a good song yeah dude that's well that's shit that jonathan davis went through when he was younger you know what i mean it's, uh, i mean obviously that song is just putting it from the perspective of somebody like that but um like you listen to the song i tell anyone go listen to the song daddy by corn and see how you feel yeah. at the end when you hear jonathan davis have a fucking mental breakdown in the studio at the end of that song and they just left it in it's uh, fucking sad bro <laughs> oh <laughs> it's yeah. real sad um another one is uh use your fist and not your mouth by marilyn manson that's another good angry song manson's good too use your fist and not your mouth um spoil engine disconnection uh the chorus is basically like what did she say? Fuck your entertainment. Fuck your frail existence. Fuck your state of mind. Fuck your exposition. Fuck your fake religion. Fuck your... Then she says something else, and that's the chorus, and it's just really heavy, and she's like screaming it, and it's really good. Um, and then also, uh, two songs by Dope, and they're both in that medley that I was talking about earlier. Okay. Uh, die, Motherfucker, Die is always a good, good choice. Uh, but the song Burn. The song Burn, I feel like Dope wrote that specifically to cause mosh pits. Oh, yeah. The chorus, he just says, kill the fucking enemy, kill the fucking enemy, burn, burn, burn that motherfucker down, kill the fucking enemy, kill the fucking enemy, burn, burn, burn that motherfucker to the ground. And it's just such a heavy song, and then he's just, like, they're just going oh, yeah. at it, and it's really good, it gets your blood flowing, like, yo, yeah, I'm gonna beat somebody up, fuck yeah, let's go do this shit. <laughs> this might piss you off, but for some reason, when you said dope, all I could think about, and I can't remember the band, that song, Shimmer, who sings that fucking song? It's like everything that shimmers isn't made of gold. Uh, who sings that song? All that it's... glitters is gold. Only shooting stars no, can break the That's not it. Um, is it Fuel? Yeah. That song where it starts out like, She calls me from the cold. Just when I was low, feeling short of stable. You've heard the song before. The only, You've never the heard only that? The only Fuel song that I can remember is that. Leave life bleeding in my head. That's a good one too. Well, well, listen to Shimmer by Fuel because it's a fucking good song. It's basically like, uh, where's the chorus? You say Jesus Christ. You say Shimmer. My brain goes Shimmy, Shimmy, yah, Shimmy, yeah, Shimmy, yay. <laughs> where's the fucking line I was thinking of? I know it's in the song. Oh yeah, all that shimmers in this world is sure to fade. And it's like basically a song about like you know your girls, like you think she's gold, and then the more you realize she's not like as like you realize she's like he's realizing she's abusive or whatever like jeremy what does that have to do with dope that's why i said <laughs> it makes no sense but that's what popped into my head hey yeah. what I, whatever so, man <laughs> so this is not a song to listen to when you're angry but <laughs> Ch I'm, maybe it is 
It's good. Listen to it. Um, I'm trying to think. I like. I've, I've got. To, oh, the 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 one other one is Machine Head. Aesthetics of hate. Right. Got a machine head. A lot of Um. <laughs> their song "Aesthetics of Hate." So, when Dimebag Daryl got killed, there yeah. was a website. And I don't remember if it was on the like around then or like on one of the anniversaries of his death. This website called the Iconoclast did this basically Dimebag Daryl goodbye and good riddance, and was this whole article about how he was a devil worshiping piece of shit drunk and all this. And Rob Flynn from Machine Head read this and got so infuriated that he wrote this song called Aesthetics of Hate. And I think that was the title of the article was Aesthetics of Hate goodbye Dimebag and good riddance. And that dude that song goes fucking hard and he is just so angry in it. Oh, yeah. He's like, one of the verses he says, uh, the words I read on the screen left me fucking sick. I felt, I felt my hatred rising, you son of a bitch. And then, I don't remember what he says in the rest of the verse, but the chorus he says, for the love of brothers, I will say these fucking words, aesthetics of hate, I hope you burn in hell. And then like, this song is like really heavy thrash and they get to this one part where he starts whispering, may the hand of God strike them down and it just leads up to this part where they do this what i call a breakdown where they take the normal riff and they slow it down and it's just so fucking heavy jeremy (laughs) and it's just so good um but yeah basically any machine head is good for when you want to get your blood going that story makes me think of crying like a bitch by godsmack (laughs) you wonder why no one can stand you Oh, I got a song by Godsmack. I fucking hate you. That yeah. song goes hard, and when you're angry, it's a good one to get the get the anger out. I li- people shit on Godsmack. I really like Godsmack. They're good for like alternative yeah. rock type stuff and some metal, if you want to call them metal. They've done metal esque stuff, but I've always considered them kind of like yeah. hard rock with metal influence because they definitely at most like at most like new metal. Yeah, and I would. Obviously, I would say that they got a lot of inspiration from Alice in Chains, but I mean, literally, their name is Godsmack, yeah. and that was the name of an Alice in Chains song. Like that's when they got the name. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah, it was just just something that was on my mind. Songs that we listened to when we were angry. So, speaking of songs, though, yes, we had a request, which I actually thought was cool. Like that, this was just uh, something that got requested. So, Jeff asked us for our songs of the week to be a from a band that we had never heard of, and b. They can't sing in English. And bonus points, if they used any uh, native instruments in their songs. I think I'm going to get the bonus points. I'm not sure about you. I haven't had a chance to listen to your song yet. But would you you want me to go first? You want to go first? What's up? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So my song... Now let me preface this with, I spent a couple hours listening through folk metal from different European countries trying to decide like what I wanted to pick. And I found a bunch of cool bands like Omnia, um, Skjall. There were like, there were some really cool bands out there, but what I ended up settling on was a band called Equilibrium. And the song is called Blut im Auge. Um, and I know that your phone probably autocorrected an apostrophe in there, but there is no apostrophe in the IM, but yeah, Blut im Auge, which I think means blood, bloody eyes or blood in the eyes, eyes of blood, something like that. It's German really good it's got some native instrumentation in it as well there's like some uh not cello what the fuck fiddle there's um some like lute stuff going on 
as well as just a good ass metal song. So Equilibrium Blut im Auge, B L U T I M A U G E. That's my song of the week. All right. So to preface mine, and I told Dalton this before the show just to piss him off. I literally on my drive home from work today before we recorded typed Japanese rap into Spotify, picked Japanese hard rap playlist and looked for the first song that from an artist that sounded Japanese that sounded like a Japanese title, listened to it and I was like, "Damn, that's pretty dope. I'll go with that." And Dalton was like, "What?" <laughs> so, my song was from a band I'm hoping I don't butcher the band name. I saw it's Hideyoshi or Hideyoshi. Uh, the song is Majina Hanashi, which is seriously in Japanese, which is probably what Jeff is saying now that I've explained why I picked this song. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I put like thought into it for Jeff, and you're like, yeah. Man, I was on the way home. I was just like, yeah, that'll work. I was on the way home. I was like, I like Japanese shit. I like rap. Let's put those two together. Make it work. Um, no, it. I listened to the song. The song has a really, really killer beat. Um, of course, I don't know what any of the lyrics mean other than the title, but like the cadence was good. Like I really, I mean, I, I enjoy listening to it. I listened to it like three or four times. So, oh, yeah. um, I do, and I will say, I think I get the bonus point because it's rap. So there's a bunch of electronics being used, and I'm pretty sure at least one of them was a Yamaha. So that's Japanese. So bonus <laughs> point. <laughs> Oh my goodness, dude. <laughs> um and this question actually uh inspired me to do some some covers that I'll end the episode with this week. Um the first one's gonna be soft and lure you in and when it's over and the second one kicks in, it's gonna grab your dick, rip it off, and hit you in the face with it. It'll be uh it'll be fun. I hope you guys enjoy. Uh but I'm not gonna tell you what they are yet. Okay, so now I have to go to the other page. Here we go. So Questions from our lovely listeners. We finally made it. Since I know Jeremy also listens to the CU podcast, do you have any quote? Shout out CU podcast. Tales from the game store style stories. And that comes from Kana. And I will say I loved Ian's Tales from the Game Store. Um, I was kind of surprised he did them because they have a pretty large like listener base. And it would always worry me of, like, that person hearing it and coming back in the store and, like, trying to start shit. But I will say I do have some crazy stories like that. I do have one in particular I really enjoy telling. Um, I did have a guy a couple weeks ago ask me if the consoles in the display case with a one-inch by two-inch price tag on them were for sale. Um, <laughs> I've had like, I had one guy come in. I told the story on the show about the asshole who came in and was like, you call this a retro game store? And like, so oh, go yeah. back and listen to all our episodes and you'll hear that story for sure. I'm sure Kana remembers it now that I'm talking about it. But my favorite, my favorite thing that has happened, crazy bullshit in this store. So my door, when you walk up to it, it has a push bar on it, but it's a pull door. So people all the time walk into the door and say, oh, shit, grab the door, pull it, and come inside. This dude walked up to the door, pushed on the door, leaned back, looked over at our two signs that say open, looked through the window and saw two people standing in the store and the lights on, 
turned around and went back to his car and left. <laughs> he did not try to pull the door. He pushed against the door, looked at the signs that said open, saw that the lights were on and people were inside and walked away. Like, I honestly told my buddy, I was like, I'm kind of glad he left. If he's that fucking stupid, I don't, I don't want to have to interact with him. Like, that's I feel like if you put if you push on a door to a business and it doesn't open, what's your first instinct on? Pull it. Shit, maybe this is a pull door. Let me try that. <laughs> Not this guy. He's like, push. Damn, their signs say they're open. There's people in there. Uh, they must be closed. Let me go on home. This shit just blew my mind. I was just like, me and my buddy just sit there and st- stared at each other for a little bit. And I was just like, I'm like, did that just actually fucking happen? Like, really? Did that happen? Um, I, I'm going to throw an honorable mention in because it didn't happen in my game store. It happened in a guy I know's comic book store. Um, me and I was dating a girl named Chelsea. She had two brothers who they were twins. So me and her brother Jacob had went to this comic book store. And shout out to, to Thomas. He was a guy working there at the time. He was like 18 years old or something. College student working a part-time job. We're in there. It's only us, Thomas, and there's this mom with a teenage or young adult son who had some kind of mental handicap. I don't know what it was. He was differently abled. So they're in the store. They're looking at stuff. You know, he seemed like a cool kid. They get up to the register to check out. He got his comics and stuff. Dude just fucking rips the loudest, wettest fart I think I've ever heard in my life. Me and Jacob are in the back of the store. We're fucking cackling because, like, farts are fucking funny. I don't care. Fight me about it. Farts are fucking funny. Um, So we're cackling. And she, you know, she's like, don't do that in public. That's, that's not polite, blah, blah, blah. He just, like, you know, made some noise or something. They got their stuff and left. I'm talking a good, like, Three minutes pass, and me and Jacob walk up to the counter. It stinks like shit still, like two, three minutes after they left. And I was like, holy shit. And he's like, Thomas is like, yeah, I think that kid shit his pants. I was like, he had to. If it still fucking stinks, it's probably on the carpet, dude. And it's like, Thomas kept a straight face through the whole fucking thing. Like, I was like, dude. Like, I'm going to call your boss, tell him he needs to give you a raise. Because, like, that was fucking, that was crazy that you were able to keep a straight face. I was like, I was fucking dying in the back. He's like, yeah, I heard you. I was like, me and Jacob are back here fucking dying. That shit was hilarious. I don't know how you kept a straight face through that. He was like, probably the stink. He's like, it smells so fucking bad. I was like, yeah, dude, it's so bad up here. Like, you might want to crack the door open and let it air out. Jesus Christ, that's a hell of a fucking ass rip, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I, he, I think he just shit his pants. I think he just fucking he just fucking mudded his and his shit ran down his leg, dripped on the carpet or something, because like it just fucking lingered. Oh, it was so bad. I have like fucking oh, but I have like fucking PTSD flashbacks <laughs> of this fart. <laughs> I was there. I, you don't know what it was like. I sleep with a blanket that's like it's not super thick, but it's dense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was this one one day I had eaten so. We had gotten these, like, they were, like, Russell, Russell Stover's or something, but they were sugar-free candy, like, chocolates. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but if you eat a bunch of those, they give you gas. Yeah. And I was letting off farts that I swear were lifting the blanket, but, like, 
I was laying and I had the blanket over me like around my chest and I had my arms up and I was like watching TV and I farted this just a big, big ass fart. Right. And like a minute and a half later, I moved and shifted the covers and unleashed that motherfucker into my face and had to leave the room. (laughs) It was so, it just fucking cooked under there, just waiting to be released. Dude, I have a similar story. So I was hanging out with my dad one time. This was probably 15 years ago or better. Um, we went to this gun store in town. He had a Silverado truck with fabric seats. So like, we pull up at the gun store, get ready to get out, and I just fucking drill a fart. Apparently, I drilled this motherfucker like deep into the cushion of the truck, right? Get out of the truck, close the doors, go in the store. In the store for probably... 15 20 minutes looking around talking and shit come back outside get in the truck when i like hop into the truck and like plop down on the seat like a fat fart was like stored in the fucking foam of the seat so when i plop down it just fucking erupted out of the seat it's like oh my god it just sit out there and cooked in the sun and just got into this perfection of rancid gas like it was perfectly seasoned and aged in that seat and it just oh my dad was like what the fuck i was like oh i did that before we went in the store i fucking stored that one away for you <laughs> jesus christ oh okay uh, Honda's next question fuck mary kill dungeons and dragons vampire the masquerade shadow run i'm gonna defer this one to you because i've never played any of those okay. I'm going to kill Shadowrun. Okay, Shadowrun's cool, but it's not as cool as the other two. The other two, is it's a hard decision for me because I've never played the tabletop Vampire the Masquerade, but I've read a lot about it, and I really enjoy the the world of the World of Darkness, the stories and all that. And I've had a lot of fun playing Dungeons & Dragons. I think that I would fuck Vampire the Masquerade and marry Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I can see it because Dungeons and Dragons seemed like the type that would like put on a red wig so you felt like it was somebody else 10 years down the road. <laughs> you know, Dungeons and Dragons will keep it entertaining for you. Yeah, but Vampire the Masquerade is like that big titty goth girlfriend that everybody wants now that I wanted before it was cool. Just want to throw it out there. But just remember, no matter how hot she is, some dude somewhere is sick of her bullshit. Yeah, and they don't even have to have big titties. So, yeah. Like, titty size doesn't matter to me. Yeah. That's just me. Dungeons and Dragons will treat you right. It'll cook you breakfast and shit. It's always there. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons. Always there, just waiting for inspired you. Inspired all of the Everything games else. that I love today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, another question from Kana. When you're relaxing in the evening, other than a video game, do you prefer a book or a movie slash TV show or music? For me, it's usually, if it's not video games, it's usually movies or TV shows because I like to read, but I don't do it as much anymore. I always get super sleepy when I'm reading a book. Like, I end up just falling asleep. So, I usually just turn on the TV and watch something. Yeah, I'm very much like a YouTube person at night when I'm laying down. Um, Specifically, like... The Metal Jesus and Reggie pickups videos or like outside Xbox list videos or PlayStation access list videos. I'll put on a playlist that I've already watched a thousand times and I just yeah. listen to their voices and listen to them talk and stuff as, as I fall asleep when I'm winding down. Because if it's a TV show or something, I'm going to give it too much attention 
to fall asleep. Yeah. But if it's a YouTube video that I've seen before, but I just enjoy the people's voices, then I just listen to it and fall asleep. Yeah. Um, what kind of pets do you have, if any? What pet would you like to get someday? As for Kana, they have a cat. And if money was no object, they would have a fish tank as well. So, I have a bulldog. I posted pictures of him in the Discord and stuff. He's all over my Facebook. His name is Sir Augustus Barkington Slobbersworth IV, a.k.a. Gus. He's a big, lovable oaf. He's dumb as a bag of rocks, but he's cute, so I let it slide. <laughs> um, other than that, like... I don't really have any other pets. I still have Jonathan's fish tank here, which we have to move to his new house. Um, If it wasn't for Gus, I probably wouldn't get a pet just because I like the freedom of being able to go and do stuff without having to come home and take care of an animal. And, you know, living by yourself, it's it's tougher. Like if you have a family or, you know, you live with your parents or something, you can be like, hey, could you let the dog out for me? And my parents live practically next door so when i do go out and do stuff i have them like come let him out but i like to you know like come home and see him because he gets so excited when i get home and like we you know we play he loves to get like chin scratches and butt scratches and stuff so i like to let him out and interact with him a little bit and i hate just like having somebody come let him out and stick him right back in his crate so um but if i like money was no object i had won the lottery i didn't have to work whatever I always wanted like a pet monkey I've always thought a pet monkey would be cool as shit. Don't judge me, monkey. Yeah. Don't judge me, monkey. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'm way too baked to drive to the devil's house. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I uh, Drive, monkey, drive. <laughs> I have Daisy. She's my she, she's yeah. my dog. She's my girl. I love her to death. Um, I can relate with the coming home and seeing them happy because I remember my mom would send me pic when I was up in New York visiting Ryan. My mom would send me pictures of Daisy sitting, staring at the hallway, waiting for me to come out of my room, but I, like, wasn't there. And when I finally did come home after, like, two months, just, like, the elation that that dog had. And she was just so happy she didn't know what to do with herself. And it was just, like, I, you can't trade that feeling for anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I have her, and then I have our cat, who my mom named Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty. And she is the nicest bitch if that makes sense. Like, that cat is such a bitch, but she's, like, nice when she wants to be. But she will just, like, torment Daisy. So, when we first got Daisy, Daisy was very much did not like other animals. I had to walk her in the backyard on a leash so she wouldn't go after the cats. Yeah. And one day, we were back there, and I had just had enough of it, and she went to go take off. And I grabbed that leash and yanked her back to me, and I grabbed her by her scruff, and I pinned her ass to the ground. Boom! And was like, leave those fucking cats alone. Those are good kitties. Because we had three cats out there at the time. I was like, those are good kitties. Leave them alone. Daisy has not fucked with one of those cats since. I put the nice. fear of God into that dog, I think. <laughs> like, asserted my dominance. You know what I mean? Like, Yep. And she she doesn't run after him anymore. Now, now like, if the cat walks in front of her, Daisy will, like, just kind of, like, look the other direction. Just kind of look around. Like, she won't look <laughs> at the cat. <laughs> it's really quite funny. No. Now, I'll let Gus out the back sometimes, um, and there's trees all around my property, so, like, there's squirrels, naturally, and, you know, we see a squirrel on the ground, of course, Gus goes after it, but his legs are, like, eight inches long, <laughs> he weighs 60 pounds, he ain't catching a fucking squirrel, so I'm not, I'm not concerned about that at all, those squirrels are just fucking toying with his yeah. ass. 
<laughs> he's built like he's built like a fucking linebacker. Like he's fucking muscular as hell, but he's wide and he's short. I was gonna say, yeah, they probably run twice the speed of him, and they just oh yeah, <laughs> fucking just like let him get close and take off, and he's just like, damn it. Ah! But dude, after Jen and Jonathan moved out, I got the house like cleaned up and situated, and I was like, you know, Jonathan's toys and shit aren't out anymore. So, like, I closed my bedroom door and I closed the bathroom door because there's stuff in there he can get into. Then I'm like, I let him, like, go in the living room and stuff. And, like, you know, couches are, they're, it's just fucking furniture. I don't care about dog slobber and hair yeah, and shit neither, on dude. furniture. Who cares? Dude, he was so fucking happy. I had the couch slid about six inches off the wall because it's a reclining sofa. So, I wanted the room to, like, be able to lay back. He will run jump on the couch and slam his whole body into the back of the couch <laughs> enough to where it's actually like picks the front legs of the couch up and like slides it back to where it's actually slid into the wall <laughs> it's like he just it's the funnest shit for him so i'm like you know who am i to to deprive him of having this simple fun yeah, right. like he just it's the he just thinks it's fucking hilarious he'll get down and he'll go do it again i watched him do it like six times in a row just get down run out of the living room get a head start run back into the living room jump on the couch and slam into the back of the couch and slide it up against the wall i'm like hey have fun dude it's just it's just like something i've learned since i started taking my medication and like when you know jonathan came to me like, like it's just stuff if it gets broken it gets broken it is what it is like I'd rather have fun than be like, oh my God, you know, he might get some slobber on the couch or something like, yeah. fuck it. It's just a fucking couch. Who cares? You, know, you can always get another one. It's hard to replace a dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, like, like you said, one day sooner for Gus, cause he's a bulldog, he won't be here anymore. You know, he's two now. He might only live to be six or eight, you know, like he's not going to, like if he lives to be 12 it'll be a miracle yeah. so like he'll be gone and i'll have those memories of him being a fucking dumbass around the house yeah running into walls and shit yeah, i think i went to open the front door yesterday and he was like came running up to the door to go outside he got there a little too early so as i'm pulling the door open it just slaps him in the side of the head because <laughs> he just came too far in because it's hardwoods in the floor he cannot he's not figured out how to stop himself on the hardwoods slides so like he just he comes to a stop just slides forward a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah daisy's like i want to say she's 14 so she's she's oh, yeah. up there you know what i mean like she's oh but yeah. she's one of those dogs who will probably live to be about 16 or 17 you know yeah. hopefully fingers crossed but yeah you know, she's getting up yeah there. bulldogs are like I said, about like twelve is is old old for a bulldog. If they make it to ten, it's usually impressive. And and that's my thing with what pets would I like to get someday is I'm very torn because I like big dogs. I oh, yeah. love big dogs. Like when I was up visiting Ryan, um, his girlfriend slash fiance wife, whatever they are now, I think they're just I don't know whatever they are, common law partnership, <laughs> whatever it is. Her grandmother had a Saint Bernard. Oh, and yeah. it was the biggest freaking sweetheart dog. Its paw was the size of my face. But this dog, like, hung out in the living room with us sleeping on the couch. He slept on the other couch. And he would literally get up every now and then. Like, I'd be laying there watching TV. And he would get up, stretch, come over, sniff me, make sure I was okay, and then go back and lay back down on the couch. He was the nicest dog. <laughs> and I was oh, like, yeah. dude, I want to bring you home like i would love to have a big dog like that but the only problem <laughs> oh, is yeah. big dogs don't live that long yeah that's 
like uh, Great Danes and I love Great Danes Mastiffs and yeah. stuff. Like you're talking eight to ten years. I always wanted an Irish Wolfhound. Yes, dude. And I wanted to, I wanted to name it Seamus, <laughs> and I wanted to call him the wee baby Seamus from Archer, <laughs> like when he was a puppy. Even though he'd literally be like. 30 40 pounds yeah, as a puppy i'm like look it's the it's the wee baby seamus and just be carrying him in both arms like <laughs> struggling to get him into the room but yeah they're they're kind of weird looking dogs but i think they're, but they're beautiful yeah oh yeah all right um here's one from jeff what youtube video do you still watch even years later after it's upload i don't tend to go back to youtube videos like that um I'm usually a one and done with that kind of stuff. I will say though, like if I find somebody, like when I found uh, Pathy NES Punk, and when I found like video, Angry Video Game Nerd, I would go back in their catalog and watch the you know ten years worth of stuff they'd done, yeah. like go through and watch a bunch of it. So I will go back and watch stuff like that, but I don't tend to go back and watch the same video over and over and over. If that makes sense. Well, I mean, I, I sort of answered this earlier, like with my stuff I put on before I go to sleep. Like I'll watch that stuff over yeah. and over. But there's one specific outside Xbox video that I will watch. And I actually think they released it on outside extra. But it was like a little 30 minute vlog of them in Disneyland in California. Yeah. And just like watching them go through and have a good time. And then like Andy is super into Disney. So like he gives you facts throughout the video. All the other people are rolling nice. their eyes and making fun of him for giving facts. And there's like, anytime he's giving a fact, like this little counter pops up in the corner of it's like Disney, Andy's Disney fact ends in, and it counts down, <laughs> but, nice. but it's an enjoyable video. You know what I mean? I love Disney oh, yeah. and like seeing these people that I really enjoy, like having a good time. It's always there. If I need a smile. Now, I do want to say, Jonathan is super into Sniper Wolf. I don't know if you know who she is. She does those, like, reaction videos on YouTube. And I will say, she is absolutely fucking gorgeous. Just absolutely beautiful girl. But her energy, like, I can't fucking deal with it. Like, her... I don't want to say her personality. That seems rude. But, like, her energy level and stuff is just... I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with it. Like it would just get on my nerves after a while. Is she like one of those people that yells a lot? Cause she's like excited. Yeah. I hate yeah. that shit and no offense to him. It's just not for me. Yeah. I like, like calm, I said, she's quiet. probably a super sweet girl, but I just can't, like I couldn't be in a relationship with somebody who had that energy level. Yeah. I feel like I'd just be like, God damn, will you sit down? And be quiet for a minute. Like, and I don't want to be that kind of guy, but I'm like, I just need, ooh, I need some fucking Zen for a minute. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe that's a character she plays for YouTube and maybe she's nothing like that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that it's more organic than that, but you never know in real life. Oh, excuse me. Um, oh, I, I will also go back and watch. Um, there's a YouTuber named Count Dankula. Yeah. And he has a series called Absolute Mad Lads. And he's from Scotland, so I love his accent too. But like nice. the Mad Lad series, I'll go back and watch those because they're just entertaining. Now I will go back and watch TV shows. Um, like I do, like you, when I lay down to go to bed, I set a timer on the TV and I'll watch like King of the Hill or Rick and Morty or Venture Brothers or South Park. You know, usually some animated show I've seen a dozen times, so that I can just relax. You know, I'm not trying to pay attention to it. 
I will go back and rewatch shows like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones. I'll watch through the whole show again. But yeah, as far as like YouTube, it's usually a one and done because I'm I'm watching YouTube in a it, I'm watching it for entertainment, but I'm watching it more in like an informative way. So it's like once I watch that video, I've learned what I need to learn, and I don't want to watch it again. That makes but sense. like yeah, whereas TV, I watch purely for entertainment. So, like, I know what's going to happen in these particular shows, but I don't care. I'll watch them again because they're entertaining. Yeah. And like I said, a lot of times it's just background noise. So, I can go to sleep or I'm fucking around on my phone or something like that. I don't have to focus on it. When I'm watching a movie or I'm watching a show I've never watched before, I I like to... Like, when I'm watching horror movies, lights are off, phone's off. Like, I'm I'm glued into it. So... That's a lot more mentally draining than just turning on something like King of the Hill. Yeah. I can get that. Uh, let's see. Next one from Jeff. What is your favorite condiment? I don't eat condiments. My answer is mayonnaise. It's just... I hate condiments. It's versatile. You can use it for a bunch of different stuff. Like, I literally... I hate mayonnaise. I hate... My, like, I don't want to be touched by it. <laughs> ketchup? I don't like ketchup. But I'm not like bothered by it. But like, if mustard or mayonnaise like gets on my hand, fucking skeeves me out and just like ruins my mood. I don't fucking like it for some reason. Like, there was a dude on the Jackass crew that was like that with mustard. It's like because guys would like go squirt him with mustard and stuff, and he like they literally squirted him with a bottle of mustard, and he like kicked a dent in the side of one of their cars because it made him so angry. And I'm like, like it literally ruins my mood if I get touched by ketchup or by mustard or mayonnaise i don't know why but i just oh i fucking hate it <laughs> okay well note, note to self uh, if i ever want to anger jeremy just dump some mustard on him yeah 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 right. and then i'm gonna fucking be like hey dalton what's the capital of, uh thailand <laughs> <laughs> and then sacked happy <laughs> that would that would be fair though that'd be a fair, yeah. a fair reaction um like i'll probably if you squirt me with mustard i'll probably give you an upper decker like, if I'm at your house, I'm going to go in your bathroom. I'm going to take the lid off your toilet, and I'm going to shit into the tank. There's a shelf above my lid. Good luck. I'll move it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll take the shit off the shelf, take the shelf off the wall, shit in the tank, and then put it all back <laughs> so that you never know what happened. Then you go in there to take a piss, you flush, and the water stinks, and it's brown. <laughs> And I'm going to shit like on the other side from the thing. So like, it's not going to wash away. You're going to have to reach in there and scoop it out. <laughs> uh, so Jeff's question spawned Fenris's question, which is it's your favorite condom. Yeah. Um, my go-to condom is always, uh, it's usually the Trojan bear skin. Those are pretty nice, but then there's the one that's, uh, I can't think of the exact name of it, but it's like for her or something like that. Ribbed for her. And it's pleasure. supposed to like, well, it's not that, but it's like, let's see. Her pleasure. The purple box. I use it because I'm, I'm a giver in the sack. Like I want her to enjoy it more than I do. So I'm like, I'm going to get the one that makes it feel better for her. Cause I got my dick in somebody It's going to feel good for me either way. Word. So, but yeah, usually my go-to is the bear skin because they're just sensations a little bit better. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of them, but you know what? I'm less of a fan of 
STDs and pregnancy. <laughs> so I will fucking use a condom <laughs> and pull out usually. Um, mine Trojan Magnum XL, and if they have them in the the bear skin, that's that's nice too. Yeah, but I uh, I just don't want to break a motherfucker, and I've broke plenty of them. So I've, I, I broke that. a few, but I I can I can handle the the normal condoms. I have had a few break, but. It, well, uh, if know. I try to put a regular condom on, it feels like somebody's got a fucking chokehold on my dick, and it just like I, <laughs> it's hard for me to bust a nut. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, so like, it needs to be not loose, but just not super fucking restrictive. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've broke a Magnum before, so that's why I get the XL ones. They're a little longer than I need them, so I just pull them down a little more. But like, yeah. you know, girth, not length, is what we're working with here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that movie where he goes. I'm going to need you to be my wingman tonight. If they ask, tell them I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the world's largest penis girth. Not length. I want it to be believable. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could change one specific thing about yourself, what would it be and why from Fenris? For me, it'd probably be my eating disorder. Because, like, being a grown man who doesn't eat most shit that grown-ups eat fucking sucks. Like, I have to check menus at restaurants to make the, make sure there's something I can eat there before I go. And it sucks for like when you're dating somebody like my, my ex Jen, for example, loves sushi. I don't eat sushi. So we couldn't like go to sushi restaurants, stuff that she would like to do. And like, it, it sucks. So like if I could change anything, it'd probably be that. Word up. Um, my, my first instinct was to say that the mole, the mole that I have down by my balls, like not all my balls, but by my balls, I would get, I would not have yeah. that, but like, that's something that I could get surgically removed. So like, that's yeah, easy. You could get that so removed. I would say, um, I would get rid of my anxiety yeah. because there's even moments at work. Like right now you can see, like I have this cold sore on my lip yeah. and I think it's because I was so stressed my first few days at work, just anxiety of these new shifts and learning things oh, and yeah. not wanting to fuck up and trying to, you know, it just, it really worked me up to the point where I was like throwing up before work and shit. Like, uh, just stress, yeah, that anxiety. I, mean, I, I just wish that that didn't happen. You could also replace your knees too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be nice if I could have two two new knees and a, and a new back. That'd be sweet. Um, I want a big old D. <laughs> I want to have to use hefty trash bags as condoms. <laughs> my, my thing about that when you have those like comically large dicks. Who wants to fuck that? Well, most women don't want that inside of them. Yeah. They don't want you rearranging their internal organs when you're fucking them. You know what looks really boring is when you're watching porn and the dude's dick is so long that he's only fucking her with like half of it because the whole thing would hurt yeah. her. And it's like, yeah, bro, I, obviously there's nothing he can do about it. That's just the dick that he was given. But like yeah. dicks that size are for other men in the locker rooms. <laughs> like you're walking in like, yeah, look at this motherfucker. Yeah. Like women don't want that shit. I remember hearing a story of my grandmother. When she married my mom's dad, apparently on their wedding night, they were in a hotel or whatever, he walked in naked and she was like, where do you think you're putting that thing? Hmm. As they fucking put his clothes on and went down to the bar <laughs> and started <laughs> drinking. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. That's, yeah, I, I've had girls like tell me that... and. I don't know why I feel we all the things we talk about. I feel weird talking about this for some reason, but like if my dick was any longer, it would be too big. I think it's because I sound like I'm, I feel I feel like I'm bragging and I'm really not. But like yeah. they told me that like if if it was longer with like the the width and everything, that it would be painful. Yeah. 
but like yeah. most girls are like no you're perfect don't make your dick any longer just which obviously i don't know how you would do that like i, I don't think any of the yeah. pills or the creams are gonna work but none of that shit works that's all fucking placebo scam companies prying on men's same thing with those remember they used to sell those pills to women that made their breasts get bigger naturally yeah it's like no, this shit doesn't work. I like, I feel the same way when they're they're preying on people's insecurities. When I see things on TV yeah. that are talking about like use this new cream to get rid of those crow's feet or those wrinkles on your forehead, yeah. it's like guess what? Yeah, it's called getting older. Like you're gonna get yeah. wrinkles and shit. That's what happens to humans. Don't like it. You're not vampires. As much as we want to be yeah. vampires, you're not vampires. You're gonna die one day. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's it happens. My thing with it is like I don't have a huge dick. My dick's probably pretty average, but. It gets the job done. That's what counts. I haven't really had any. I haven't really had any complaints about it. Yeah, you know, like I said, my fucking cunnilingus game is strong. So they're usually already like fucking legs are quivering by the time I stick it in anyway. So you know, yes, sir. it's not what you got; it's how you use it. Because <laughs> I know chicks that have been like, "Yeah, this dude had a huge dick," but like, oh, he's he he sucked at fucking. Like he's just not good. Suck dick and fucking like, pussy. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, like you gotta know how to rock that motherfucker. Um, all right, let's see. If you could change, oh no, that's the one I just read. Jesus, out of all your favorite arcade games, which one had the best console port, and what system was it on? From Jeff. I don't know about the best console port because, like, this one answer definitely was not the best console port. But nostalgia wise, I love it. Was uh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game on NES. Like, it sucks compared to the arcade, but it's what I had as a kid, and I fucking loved that game. Like, it's so good to me. Um, as far as, like, the best arcade ports... Oh, oh, this, no, this is this is your opinion, out of your favorite arcade games. Uh, Which do you think has the best console port? I don't know, like... I always enjoyed Donkey Kong on various, you know, NES, Game Boy. Like Donkey Kong was always a fun arcade. Uh, Rampage. Oh, Rampage! Always, like I know the any I know the NES Rampage is not considered good, but I like that game. I love that franchise. The N sixty four game for fantastic. Yeah, the one on PlayStation like, one that I had was Rampage World Tour. Oh yeah, tremendous. Yep. Um, World Tour and Universal Tour. I love those games. The one that first popped into my mind, so I'm going to use this as my answer, is Tekken 3 on the PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just fucking good, man. Yep. And I used to, like, I used to, it was one of those games that I owned at home, but when I saw it in an arcade, I would go also play it on the arcade, because Tekken 3 was just yep. great. <laughs> that was me with, like, Tekken Tag Tournament. Yeah. I love that one. Man, unfortunately, I never got to play Tekken Tag Tournament, because the rental place here had a copy had two copies of it and I rented it two different times and both times the game disc didn't work so it's just like because it was like it would work until you tried to tag in your partner and when you did the switch the game would just freeze oh that's yeah it was it was balls (laughs) um I played a lot of uh killer instinct too killer instinct that was pretty decent yeah that was great uh so taking mortal kombat on the genesis was pretty good oh god yeah mortal kombat 3 yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so taking Queen of the Damned out of the equation, what movie has the best soundtrack? Tron Legacy yeah. all day for him, for Jeff. By the way, Dalton said, fuck you, Jeff. Yeah, fuck you, Jeff. Like, taking taking Dalton's answer and throwing it in the trash can, uh, yeah. what <laughs> what movie has the best soundtrack? Uh, I'm going to probably say Spider-Man 2. 
That soundtrack was fucking good. I'm going to say Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> one. Um, Scorpion King had a banging ass soundtrack. Uh, you know what movie had a fucking fantastic soundtrack was Resident Evil 2. Um, yeah. The one with Mila yeah. Jovovich and whatever. Oh, and yeah. even the first one, both those Resident Evil movies had killer fucking soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Had like Slipknot, Devil Driver and shit on there. Like it was good. Dude, I fucking love Mila Jovovich. Like, uh, I would treat her so good if she would marry oh, me. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, me too. By so good, I mean, like, I would live off her money and play PlayStation and, and worship shit. Worship the ground like, she walks on. Worship the ground she walks on. I'd fucking eat her asshole every night. Like, <laughs> I'd eat that motherfucker with a fork and a spoon. Like, yeah. Like, I will fucking do whatever she wants. I'll wash her fucking car in a thong. Like, whatever she needs me to do, I got you, boo. So... Another question from Jeff. What movie car do you wish that you owned? Movie car? Uh, let's see. Does it work like it works in the movie? Because if that's the case, I want the fucking DeLorean time machine <laughs> so I can go back in time and fix some shit. Um, if it's just a car that looks like the movie car but doesn't have the actual powers from the movie, um, I have to think about that. Um Probably either like a Supra or a Skyline GTR from Fast and Furious. Like, I think those would be pretty fucking cool. Uh, okay, under those same criteria, if if it worked like it did in the movies, I'm going the Batmobile. Yeah. Okay. I would even say just look looks-wise, I'd go with like the fucking Adam West Batmobile. That's a yeah. fucking cool-ass car. Yeah, that classic-ass car. Hell yeah, that would be sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, if it didn't, and it was just like it just looked like it, I want that car from Goldmember that Goldmember was driving that looked like a big golden dick and balls. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just drive that around. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> hey, there yeah, goes the golden cock. <laughs> um, favorite Bruce Campbell quote. Mine is. Oh, uh, you skipped one. Did I? Yeah, what TV show oh, car what? do you wish you owned? Okay, I thought I was reading the same question again. Okay, so what TV show car do you wish that you owned? So then that would be where the Adam West Batman car comes in, right? Technically, there was a Batman movie with Adam West. Was there? I'm pretty sure the Batmobile is in it. Oh, yeah, need, the 66 movie. I need to go watch that. Then. Oh, it's fucking great. There's like a, I would say a good like three, four minute scene where he picks up a bomb and he's just trying to get rid of it. And everywhere he runs, there's like a mom with a stroller or like some kids playing or shit. He's just like, some days you can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> Dude, that movie, that, that movie's so campy. It's fucking glorious. Um, so TV shows. Uh, I have my answer. Go ahead. Speed Racers car. Oh, yeah, the Mach 5. Mach 5, bro. I don't know. I don't know if you ever played it on PlayStation. There was a Speed Racer racing game. I know of it, but I never. Played that motherfucker, it. bro, where you could be driving and you could use that thing and just hop over somebody. It's fucking fantastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's see. But yeah, man. Uh, so I'm gonna go Speed Racer all day. I'm gonna Google some good TV cars. Oh, the fucking uh, dude, Knight Rider. What was it called? Uh, no, the fucking dragster from the Monsters. Oh, Dragula. That car was. Yeah, Dragula, Dragula, that car was yeah. dope as fuck. Yeah, that dude. Um, uh, Kip, that would be cool. Kip. Kit. Kit, yeah. Kit from Knight Rider. Kit, yeah. I was just going to say Kit from Knight Rider if it had all the functions. If it doesn't have all the functions, it's just a fucking late 80s 
trans I am, and it's kind of shitty. But it also has to have Mr. Feeney's voice. Yeah. It has uh, you, It has to have Mr. Feeney. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the actor's name, That's but I know him always yeah. as Mr. Feeney. Feeney! Feeney! Mr. Feeney. <laughs> God, Boy Meets World was Let's great. Let's see. Uh, the fucking Gran Torino from Starsky and Hutch was always super cool. Hell yeah. The Duke's Hazard car would be sweet because I love muscle cars. I could do uh, without the Dixie flag. Except you got a fucking, yeah, the big ass racist flag on I top. I would paint over that. Oh, the fucking Testarossa from Miami Vice. Yeah, that'd be sweet too. Fucking driving around in a fucking 86 Testarossa. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Um, so the. Ooh, ooh, oh, wait, one more. There. The van from the 18th. Okay. I'd drive the fuck out of that. On on the same vein, uh, sc- sc- Scooby-Dooby-Doo, fucko, I would drive the Mystery yep. Machine. Oh, which yeah. Which I have literally seen. Me and Wes were working one day. We were like down in like Deland, Florida or something, and next to us in the fucking traffic was a van painted just like the Mystery Machine, and it was the coolest fucking thing I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see a bunch of them in uh, you know, comic book conventions and stuff. They'll bring them out and set them up. Those are always really cool to see. Get the shag carpet in there. Yeah. So I'm going to defer the Bruce Campbell quote thing to you because I've never seen much Bruce Campbell stuff. So I have one. I have to remember what it was. Well, Jeff's was, Uh, uh, hey, good looking. Get out of my jazz. Yeah. So Bruce Campbell was most famous for being Ash from uh, Evil Dead. So, you know, you got the whole boomstick. And all of that. This is my boomstick. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was a quote from, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm going to look it up because I, w- I don't want to ruin it. Do, 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 yeah. Do. I don't want to screw this up. Do, 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 do. Uh, squeaky chairs back. <laughs> it's like the third host. Yeah, <laughs> Jeremy's chair. <laughs> Where is it? It's got to be on this list. Key change. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so, so it's a quote. I'm gonna butcher it, maybe, but because I only saw the movie once. It's a quote from Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. So Bruce Campbell's in this movie as a street pizza vendor called Papa Pizza or Pizza Papa, and he's like. Basically, like, they're in a, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie, they're in, like, an alternate universe or whatever, and they get these pizza poppers, and he's like, hey, you gotta pay for those, and they're like, we don't have any money for this universe. He's like, pizza papa always gets paid, and, like, tries to fight him, and, like, dude, that's just, it was the funniest part of that movie. (laughs) He's like, pizza papa always gets paid. Yeah, that's a good quote. I might use that. (laughs) Let's see. Um... Yeah. He's like, yeah, Pizza Papa always gets paid. Here's one from uh from Fenris. I know we talked about books that we like recently, but do, do yeah. you have a favorite book? Like one in particular? It's always hard for me to say, like, this is my favorite because it always changes so much. But I always refer people to my grandmother asked me to tell tell you she's sorry by Frederick Bachman. So I'd probably, if I gun to my head, I'd probably have to say that book. I love that book so much. It fucking will make you cry. But it's so good. And it probably is because of my relationship with my nana that 
it kind of like touches me more sentimentally. But I love that book so much. So I always tell people, like, if you need a book recommendation, this is the book. Go read it. Until I finally finish one of my books, and then that'll be it. I'll be like, go read this book. Buy it on Amazon for, like, 99 cents so I can pay my bills. <laughs> okay. um, I'm going to go a different route. Um, My favorite book is one. It was the first book that I ever read that truly fucking terrified me. Um, yeah. I read it. I thought it'd be a good idea to read it on a scout camp out in my tent by flashlight. Nice. And that book is Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Let me go ahead and tell you, dear listener, do not fucking read Stephen King in the middle of dark woods. <laughs> it is not a good idea <laughs> if you want to get some sleep in the slightest. But yeah, man, that, that book's fantastic. You don't want to go down there. Oh, yeah. Bad things happen down there. Oh, that road? Hey, you don't, don't want to go down that road. Uh, okay, here's one from Jeff. And I apologize if it sounds like I'm going through the questions really quickly. It's just I have to get up really early tomorrow. Um, yeah. Your go-to 70s disco song? Probably Staying Alive. That's the one I will like hum. Um, that or like that, what's that ABBA song that's super popular? Dancing Queen? Probably so, yeah. Well, ABBA had like Dancing Queen. They had I'm a Marionette. Um, and I'm sure they had other songs. <laughs> Those are the two that I know. I think it's... I think it's Dancing Queen, though. Having the time yep. of her life. Yeah, that's Dancing Queen. Um, my favorite 70s disco song is uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. And that do oh, yeah. you remember? Remember? The 21st night, 21st of night of September. I had to go with that, too. But my favorite, I got to change my answer because I dance around to it in my underwear all the time as a kid. And nobody knows this song, apparently. It's called Disco Duck. Oh, dude. Disco. Disco dude. Duck. Disco Duck. Yeah, buddy. I know that I shit. dance around to that. And my, my mom had the, what's the smaller records called? 45s 45. or whatever. Yeah. She, she had the 45 of that song. And I would listen to it like over and over and over and dance Hell around yeah. in my underwear. That's fantastic. I don't even remember who sings the song. I don't think it's even like a famous band that sings it. Uh, um, it's just part of my childhood. One other one that I can think of that I really enjoy is by a band called One Way, and the song's called Cutie Pie. Yeah. You've probably heard it. It's like, you're the girl that makes me feel so good, Cutie Pie. And the bass is like, if you've played a Grand Theft Auto game, you've fucking heard this song. It's been in like two of them, I Probably. think. It's, it's just so it's so catchy, and the bass riff is just funky. I love funk and but disco I, stuff like funk. I do have to say, I absolutely love that song, September. Oh, such a do good song. Do you remember? Every time I'm like asking somebody if they remember something, I'm always like, do you remember? Uh, I think of that. The 21st night of September. And I also think of that Michael Jackson song where he's like, do you remember when we <laughs> fell in love? We were young and innocent then. Yeah. Dude, weird music story. So you know the song 25 or 6 to 4 by Chicago? 25 or 6 to 4. I've probably heard it. It doesn't ring a bell, but I've probably heard so it. So it's like if you, it was in uh, King of the Hill when, uh, you remember when Lucky and Luann were like married and Luann wanted to go to prom with that little kid and Lucky was like, I ain't going to prom. I'm going to go pull this stump. And then he like finally shows up at the prom and he's like, play 25 or 6 to 4 by Chicago for them to like dance to. No, I don't remember. Like that. it's it's a random song, but most people know it if they hear it. 
I was obsessed for a little, like me and a guy at work were talking about the song and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? What does 25 or six to four mean? And I was like, what? Like I just built it up in my head and I was like, it's probably some really cool thing. Fucking looked it up. And he was like, oh yeah, the lyric was just cause like we were up late at night trying to write a song and somebody asked what, t- like one of the band members asked what time it was. And I looked over the clock and it was like 25 or 26 minutes until four. So it's like 25 or 6 to 4. So like he just literally put the time as the name of the song. <laughs> I'm like, that's such a fucking unsatisfying answer to that question. <laughs> oh, so upset. That's like when when you get asked, like, would you guys come up with your band name? Yeah. You don't want to tell them. It's like, oh, we were just sitting around getting stoned and it sounded cool. <laughs> like, yeah. You try to want to come yeah. up with a story behind it, you know. But, um, all right, let's see. They're like, how'd you come up with your band name? And you're like, do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Yes, I love it. Um, also, right, where also, we? I got to say that that guy from uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire did in the 80s yeah. did a, and I'm saying this like people haven't heard it, did that duet with Phil Collins, Easy Lover. She's oh, yeah. an easy lover. That's a good fucking song, too. And that guy, that guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire, shit. Gotta go, you dream of like way up there. It's awesome. It's not disco, but shout out to Jungle Love by Morris Stay in the motherfucking time. Yeah. Oh we oh we oh we oh. I think I wanna know you, know you. Actually, thinking about it now, I don't know if either of the songs that I mentioned are actually disco. I think they're both technically like funk music, but oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Eh. Same era. Like staying staying alive and disco duck. Those are those are disco. Yeah, songs. those are disco songs. <laughs> Um, Disco Duck, like if you haven't heard Disco Duck, go, go listen to it. To it. That shit's fucking amazing. It's so it. stupid. <laughs> it watched the video where they were like doing it live on the whatever show it was in the seventies, and the guy's standing there with yeah. the puppet duck, and they're doing it. Yeah, it's so isn't good. there like a whole line of like Donald Duck voice like yeah. singing in the song? I do believe so. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so fucking silly. Go listen to that shit. So, I'm interested if you have an answer for this next one. Um. What is your favorite international food? Not specific, so just a, a, a genre of food. Italian. Like, it's Italian is just my favorite food in general. Pizza is not technically Italian, but it falls under that category. Pizza is American. Um, but, like, pasta, garlic bread, like, you know, Italian breads, French breads are good. Oh, I love Italian um, soups. Oh, they're so good. Like, I, I don't eat I, I soups and shit, but, like, yeah, Italian would be my go-to. Man, so I I almost want to say I have a three-way tie because I love all these three things equally, yeah. but I know I need to pick one of them, um, but it's Mexican food, Italian food, and Japanese food. So, like, if I had to say, okay, I can only eat one for the rest of my life, I'm going Italian food, Yeah. right? Because I'm not giving up chicken parmesan and things like that, <laughs> but I really yeah. enjoy some Japanese dishes like uh, miso soup and things like that delicious and then i also really like burritos and uh chili con carne things like that like you know that's i love yeah. mexican dishes too but if i had to pick one i'd probably go to as well i remember a girl asking me one time how i could just like make because i make like my own versions of like stuffed shells uh lasagna rolls and stuff like that like how can you just make this stuff off the top of your head with like no like ingredient or like no list or anything i'm like dude it's italian food pick a noodle Pick a sauce, pick a cheese, a meat if you want, mix them together in some quantity, stick them in the oven for 20 minutes. 
it's a fucking Italian meal. Yeah. <laughs> like it's much. it's that simple. You don't really need instructions. <laughs> Just throw that shit together in a pot. You're good to go. Or a uh, yep. you know, an oven safe cooking uten- uh, container. Yeah. Um so here's one from Kana that I I have a very short answer to this one. Um you yeah. might have more feelings on it. Um thoughts on wearing a band shirt of the band that you're seeing in concert. Uh Kana has never considered it a bad thing, but she's read online that it was. My opinion? If anybody has anything to say about a fucking shirt that you're wearing to a concert, they can go fuck themselves. Like, what does that matter to them? You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. You're chunking again. Oh, no. Country of Bear Hall has been crushed. Okay. Right. And back from the technical difficulties. <laughs> so, you were saying, before you started chunking out... Uh, uh Yeah. If, if if people I heard if anybody has anything to say about your shirt you're wearing yeah if, pe- if people have anything to say about your shirt that you're wearing at a concert tell them to go fuck themselves like it's just a fucking shirt I was gonna say tell them to eat your whole ass yeah cause like you're showing support yeah. for a fucking band like exactly what kind of fucking metal snob I, cause I assume this, this is just a metal thing like I just don't see this happening anywhere other than metal shows unfortunately but like if you're that big of a metal snob, then just fuck you. That's all I have to say. Like, yeah. wear the shirt you want to wear, Kana. Like, you want to go see Ghost and wear a Ghost shirt? You want to buy a shirt there and rip your shirt off and put on that motherfucker? Fuck them. Yeah. Do it. Who? I know people who have done that before. They go to the show, they buy a shirt, they take their fucking other shirt off and put the new shirt on. I do it all the time. Like... I don't usually do it, but to be fair, I don't have a lot of band t-shirts. I don't have a problem with it. I would never say anything to anybody about it. It is what it is. Like, I don't have a lot of band t-shirts. Um, but yeah, like, if I go see Primus, I might wear my Primus t-shirt. Who fucking cares? Like you said, if somebody says something about it, I'll be like, hey, go buy me a new fucking shirt. I'll change. Otherwise, eat my whole ass. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... All right, here's one from Jeff, and his answer just made me giggle. Um, did you ever have a song that you would hear on the radio that helped you fall asleep? Uh, Jeff calls it his bedtime radio song, and it was I Am the Bull God by Kid Rock. Which I can't imagine that being an easy listening, falling asleep song. but Maybe the chorus, but yeah, yeah the verse and stuff, yeah. Maybe a... I am the Bull God. Isn't that the song where the, the um, little dude's like, three foot nine with a ten foot dick? I think Jos- so. Josie or something like that. I think that's yeah, the song. Yeah, Josie. <laughs> J-O-E to the C, ho. <laughs> um, I have one. It's from Death Stranding. It's on the Death Stranding soundtrack. Um, I will listen to it on repeat sometimes. I'm having trouble sleeping. Um, it is by a band called Low Roar, and it's called Don't Be So Serious. And it's a really like smooth, easy song. And yeah. Like, you would probably really like that song, Dalton. I need to find it and send it to you. Yeah, please. But it's great to, like, fall asleep to because it's just so melodic and soft. Oh, man. Like, I heard that song start playing. I think Tom made the same comment about it when they talked about it when it came out on Factory Sealed. Like, that's the first song that plays in the game. And, like, I heard that and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to like this experience. Um, so my song, I heard it in a movie and it's just so calming and relaxing. Um, it was in American beauty. Um, 
it's a song by Annie Lennox, and it's called "Don't Let It Bring You Down." Oh yeah, that's a good one. Beautiful fucking song. Um, oh, yeah. as a kid, I I hate to, of course, you know, put a mark on the uh, Queen of the Dam soundtrack chart, but like as a kid, yeah. I would put on the Queen of the Dam soundtrack and go to sleep, and just the gothic tones would just lure me to bed. <laughs> so there's another one I had. Oh, I fucking lost it. It was in a movie. Yeah, I lost it. I can't think of what it was now. Oh, you're pulling a me. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, okay. So up next, Fenris. What TV show slash anime slash movie slash cartoon do you always go back to to cheer you up? I I could do a probably a three hour episode on this question alone. Yeah. Um, like there's so many. because uh, I dealt with depression for a long time. Yeah, so. I would sometimes need that pick me up. I will say one specific example. I was when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, the first movie, it came out in theaters. I was dealing with pretty severe depression. Like I was in a bad way. And that fucking scene at the end of the movie with like Baby Groot in the pot dancing to the Jackson 5, they released that clip online. And I watched that clip probably. 500 times because like it cheered me up so much when i saw that that like i have a special place in my heart for that movie because like i said it it was a light in a very very dark tunnel that i was in so like i will always have a soft spot for that movie oh yeah that's what's up up, man other stuff like uh waiting waiting is a good movie to go to if you need cheering up because that movie is so goddamn funny like, I'm, please tell me you've seen that dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiting? Absolutely. Okay. That movie, that will cheer you up if you're feeling blue. That's that's where the whole, like, my group of friends used to try to show each other their ball sacks came from, was that movie. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, the yep. goat. He got the oh, goat. Oh, it's the goat. <laughs> oh, uh, Gomez Adams. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, apparently, people are giving that movie shit because Gomez is no longer, quote, unquote, traditionally attractive because you know in the in the like 90s adam family movies he's a pretty good looking guy i forget who played him but like dude the fucking cartoon he was a pudgy guy like this new movie he's a he's a pudgy guy like now Catherine zeta jones jesus fucking christ she looks good in that movie that that woman is eternally beautiful yes but dude that um, that actor i can't remember his name is it louis guzman yeah, Luis Guzman. Dude, yeah, he's the man, and I don't know why people. Oh, I love him. him. He's he's one of my favorite people. Like he just seems like he would be such a pleasure to be around. Yeah, like he would bring the laughs at the. I loved. Uh, did you ever watch that movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey? Um, the one where he like had to say yes to everything. No, no I never did get to watching that one. I don't think that movie is really good. But there's a scene where he just like walks up and. There's like a guy on a ledge that's going to jump and it's Louis Guzman. And he's like, somebody's like, somebody should save him. So he takes like, he can't say no. So he goes up there. He finds like an acoustic guitar in the, like the apartment that he's going into. And he starts playing that fucking third eye blind song, Jumper. Wish you would step back from that <laughs> step ledge. Step back from that ledge, my friend. And he's like, he like forgets the words to the, the verse. And then Luis Guzman starts singing it. He's like, the angry boy, a bit too insane. Like, dude, Luis Guzman can do no wrong. I love that guy. I would take a bullet for that dude, I think. <laughs> he's so fucking cool. He's, the, he's, he's awesome. Like, he's such a good character actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and like I say, he just seems like he would be a genuinely good guy to be around. I think if I were to go, if like the things that I always go back to cheer me up um, is like a combination of the Tenacious D movie and South Park, Family Guy, King of the Hill. Yeah. Like that trio. And then like also shows that I would watch back in the day when I would get home from school. So like the Steve Harvey show, uh, Drew Carey show, um, Yes Dear, Home Improvement, Seinfeld. Everybody loves Raymond, you know, like those shows. Oh yeah, are like comforting to me. Fuck it, fuck it. Go watch clips of Steve Harvey on Family Feud. Oh yeah, dude. Like that shit will cheer you. <laughs> I'll get lost watching that shit. That guy is fucking hilarious. He is so funny on that show. You know who I miss is Bernie Mac. Oh yeah, Bernie Mac. I watched last night. I watched the fucking episode of King of the Hill he was on where he was the water the. Uh, water heater repair man that they hired and lady bird bit him oh i don't remember that oh you don't remember that he no. was like he was the uh mac the because like the episode starts with bill like rushing in their house and dragging them all out on the lawn because hank had to replace the water heater and he didn't replace like some some fittings or something and there was a gas leak so like Peggy was freaked out and hired this guy, and you know of course Hank doesn't like repairmen. So then Lady Bird's like growling at him, but he's a black guy, and like ends up biting him. And so they're like, "Oh, your dog's racist." So he <laughs> takes the dog to like a, a like pet training thing. He's like, "I didn't know she was racist when I picked her as a pup. I just thought she was so cute." And the guy, the guy, the trainer's like, "Dogs aren't racist. They take cues from their owners." So then, you know, Hank starts thinking he's racist. But then they have a white guy come to fix the water heater. Lady Bird bites the white guy too, and he's like, "Lady Bird doesn't hate black people. She hates repairmen." <laughs> like, dude, oh, it's a funny ass episode. Yeah, Bernie Mac voiced uh, the guy. They actually called him Mac on the show. That's awesome. Like he was, he was a repairman. I was like, oh man, I miss Bernie. Bernie was funny. Um, he died of pneumonia, man. Yeah. Like proof, like it doesn't matter who you are. You got to take care of yourself. Absolutely, dude. You don't want to fuck around with that shit. No. Uh, which game couldn't you beat as a kid, but you destroyed as an adult? And that comes from Adam. I will let you go first. Cause I got to think about it. Cause I can't think of a lot of games I played as a kid that I actually went back and beat as an adult four, that I couldn't beat as a kid. Four words. Shadow Which of the Colossus. Uh, see, I never played that. Man, when I was younger, there was this Colossus that I could not figure out how to beat until years later. I finally figured it out. And then when I figured it out, dude, I wiped the fucking floor with the rest of the game. Nice. Um, I'm trying to think because like, I, I played a lot of like up to N64, but like I can't think of a lot that I played as a kid and couldn't beat that I've actually gone back and beat as an adult. Because like, even Turok, I played a shitload of Turok as a kid. I still haven't beat that game because it's fucking hard. Like the further you get into that game, that game gets fucking difficult. Um, oh yeah, dude, Turok, fuck yeah. Maybe like, maybe like Mario. Like the first Mario game, I don't think I ever beat as a kid, but like I can I can get through it pretty well now. Hell yeah, I still suck at Mario. Um, <laughs> I mean, I still suck at it, but I can beat it now because I know like all the tricks and stuff. Because uh, I mean, like Mario sixty four, I beat that as a kid. That wasn't super hard to beat. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I can't think of any that I played as a kid that I went back and played as an adult. I'm more into modern gaming than retro gaming. 
which is funny because I own a retro gaming store. But <laughs> I just like, I play them, but I only play them for like five minutes and then I put them down. Whereas like, I've got 20, 24 hours into judgment right now. <laughs> like I'll play those games forever. People ask you, yo man, why don't you, why don't you like retro games if you own a retro store? You, you can say two things. You can say one, don't get high on your own supply. Or you can say, yep. nah, I don't shit where I eat. <laughs> yep. But fuck these games. I'm in it for the money. I'm in it for the money. All right, um, so here's one from Santos. For years, I've taken consoles, controllers, uh, parenthesis, PS3 and Xbox 360 guns, and accessories and turned them into cosplay pieces. But I can never discuss this on Facebook due to whiny video game collectors getting upset about quote-unquote destroying video game history. What is your opinion about cosplay versus collecting? I'm, I I feel the same way about this that I feel about wearing the band shirt at the band concert. Like yeah. if somebody else has a problem with what you're doing with the stuff that you own, fuck them. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't know if you remember the whole controversy about uh one of those dumbass Pauls, Jake Paul or Logan Paul, that like made a coffee table out of a bunch of Game Boy colors, and people were like, "You destroyed these perfectly good Game Boy colors," but like the end of the day. Who fucking cares? Like, it belongs to you. Do with it as you see fit. I don't have a problem with people, like, cutting up this shit. Because it's not like if you use an NES zapper and you modify it to fit your cosplay. It's not like that was the only NES zapper that will ever exist. There's fucking millions of them out there. So, what's it matter? When I was a kid, I cut the cords on mine and used them as toys. Yep. So, fuck it. Like, fuck people, man. Like. Yeah. Judgmental ass people. Fuck them. Like, I mean, I understand, like, if it's, like, the Sega Pluto console, like, uh, concept console, or, like, that uh, Nintendo PlayStation, you know, something that there's, like, one of in existence. And you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this up to make a costume out of it. That's... Eh, I'd be like, eh, that's a little fucked up. That's a piece of history that you're destroying for no reason. But, like, yeah, if it's, like, shit that was mass-produced, who cares? Yeah, who gives a shit? Exactly. Do what you want, Santos. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Um, if they don't like it, tell them to eat your whole ass. Ooh, questions for me. Yes. From Ostara. It's because I said she has a cool name, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she said she said she was gonna sack tap you for saying she sounds like a valley girl too. Oh my god! Why would you do that? She's gonna give you the old sack tap. Um. So has Dalton played Hades, and is it planned for the Steam Machine podcast? Um. I have played Hades. Uh. I hit a brick wall on the boss. That's like the the guy and then the bull together. I could not beat that fight. Uh, as hard as she's she is obsessed with that game lately like apparently her and her boyfriend went over to some of their friend's house and they had it and she started playing it and played it for like four hours and her boyfriend was like give them their game back we have to go and she like they pried it out of her hand so she went and bought it and just started playing it dude, <laughs> and, like she's just been obsessed with it it's a really good game um i haven't played it yet but i'm not like I'm not super into like roguelikes and dungeon say, crawlers and stuff. I don't think it's your style, personally. I uh, probably is not. Like it was on Game Pass, and I never played it. And I think they're they're taking it off, or they've already taken it off. If it goes back on Game Pass, I may give it a try, but I don't want to like actually pay for it and then not like it. Yeah, and be stuck with it. I don't blame you. So, um, is it planned for the Steam Machine podcast? Uh, one day. Um, I'm sure one of us will pick it. I know Nate 
really liked that game, and so did Willie. So I'm sure it'll come up eventually. Uh, and when it does, we'll maybe we'll you know. Maybe Ostara can come to my house and use my setup and guest on Steam Machine about Hades. Yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck it. Um, and she also wants to know if I have a favorite D&D dice set. Now, I don't know if you mean specifically or ones that I own. Um, I, I worded the question. She asked me about it in passing one time. And I was like, I don't know if Dalton has like a favorite dice set or what, but... I, so do you have a favorite dice set? She said I, she has like favorite dice, like lucky dice that usually roll better. Absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to remember where my dice are at. Oh, never mind. We're not on camera anymore. It doesn't even matter. I yeah, can't we're shoot. not on camera. Um, yeah, I have a I have a set of dice that are like purple, and purple is my favorite color. So like those are my go tos. Um, but I have a twenty sided dice that's a little bit bigger than a golf ball. Nice. And like that's my lucky twenty. My DM, I used to roll so well with that that my DM gave it to me. It was his. Sweet. So that's that's my favorite 20-sided. But yeah, my normal dice, I either use my blue set or my purple set. Um, I would like to get a really cool set sometime, you know, like Elven inscriptions on it or something like that. But for the time being, I just I like those. Uh, they, they never steer me wrong, especially my purples. Um, sweet. All right. At what age... Oh, this is from Christina. At what age should your child become financially independent? Well, she asked me this question and I was like, you do realize Dalton and I are both in our 30s and Dalton lives with his parents. I kind of live <laughs> with my parents. So, never. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we will get back to you when we find that out ourselves. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, like I've always been the type that like you should be able to support yourself at 18 unless you go to college i think once you're out of school and you have a job you're working more than like 20 hours a week at you should be able to even if you live with your parents you should be able to like buy food like contribute to the household like you don't have to have money to like buy a house and buy a car and all that shit but like you should contribute in some way at the very least like clean up behind yourself like be an adult yeah and i agree and my my thing with that is back in the day it was a lot easier to move out than it is now. Oh um, yeah, with the market the way it is and stuff. So like, I'm lucky, and I'm sure you are too, given the situation. Yeah. Like, my parents are super fucking chill, both of them. Oh, yeah. Like my dad can you know have a drink or two too many sometimes, but I just chill in my room and he doesn't get mad or anything. He just gets annoying. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he talks a lot and it's just like. Yep. All right, you've made this point three times. Can I please go piss now? <laughs> kind of thing. But other than that, dude, my parents are super fucking chill. So, like, I'm really lucky. And honestly, you know, over in China and in Japan and things like that, like, a lot of people will still take care of their elders. So, like, it really doesn't bother me that I'm yeah. here as my parents are getting older because I can help them do things that they're not being able to. Like, my dad almost passed out doing the yeah. yard today. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you either need to do it in pieces or let me do it. Like, yeah. and that's what I tell my my mom and my stepdad because like my stepdad's had a uh, brain tumor, he's had a couple of brain surgeries and stuff, and like he's he just turned sixty, so like he's not a young guy anymore. And I'm like, dude, if there's heavy lifting or there's like strenuous work, like come come let me know, I will help you with it. Like, yeah. don't you guys don't need to kill yourself trying to get shit done. Let me know. And like they they're like, well, you work all the time, you're busy, we don't want to bother you. I'm like, dude, just come get me and say hey i need some help doing this i will help you do it like 
I'm not going to leave you doing crazy shit by yourself. Yeah, dude. I, I 100% agree. Like my dad, um, hell, it's probably within the next week is going to be turning uh, 67. So like, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Chris- so yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, when you turn 18, you need to at least be like working towards improvement, independence. But like, like our situations, neither of us are in this situation because we choose to be. We're kind of in a in a tough situation, and we're lucky enough to have parents that are able to, like, in your situation, let you live with them and have space for you. In my situation, like, my mom owns my grandmother's old house. I'm living there for now, and, like, they're going to eventually move in here, but, like, I'm kind of upkeeping the house until they're able to move in. Um but like we're lucky enough to be in those situations because there's some people that don't have that option. Yeah. So I feel for them. But like I said, it'd be different if like I was 36 and had never moved out of my parents' house and just was content to stay here forever. I feel like that's, that's not good. Yeah. Like if I could afford to move out and pay rent somewhere and live independently completely, I would a hundred percent do that, but I'll get there eventually again. Yeah. And honestly, even if I was fucking rolling in dough, like, yeah. I like this house. You know what I mean? I might just, like, add on oh, to yeah. it <laughs> or something. Like, or oh, yeah. But, like, also, I might end up inheriting my grandparents' house. You know, I don't know what's going to go on with that or whether that or we'll sell it oh, yeah. whenever that day comes. But they have a nice house. Like, I wouldn't mind living there. And I, I think it's paid for. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. There's, there's no telling. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's what I would say is, is at least work towards independence at least – taking care of yourself when you turn 18 if you're not going to school yeah yeah and if you're going to school that's a whole other situation yeah all right man we made it to the final question from christina if she ever wanted to start playing a pc game again and she really loved everquest 2 what should she play see i'm gonna put this one towards you because you're the pc gamer i'm the console gamer you are the console guy um so everquest 2 mmo um, I'm going to give you a couple of options. If you want a non MMO experience that will give you the same vibe as EverQuest two, uh, with like the fantasy stuff, um, kingdoms of Amalur. I think now the only version that you can get is kingdoms of Amalur re reckoning, which is the remaster of it, which is perfectly fine. Um, that game's really good and it, it plays almost like a single player MMO in a way. Uh, the art was done by, uh, Seth Mc, not Seth McFarlane, Todd McFarlane, and yeah. the story was written by Ari Salvatore. So, you know, you're working with with some shit. Apparently, like Ari Salvatore wrote like a ten thousand year backstory for that game. Like, if you ever want to dive deep into it. <laughs> uh, as far as MMOs go, uh, I'm not going to recommend World of Warcraft these days. It it's still the behemoth. You know what I mean? Um, Final Fantasy isn't it kind of toxic still too? It can be. Yeah, it very much can be. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is fantastic, um, but there's a lot to it for newcomers. You just kind of have to take your time, watch some videos. Um, hell, I mean, EverQuest 2 is still kicking. I'm just saying <laughs> it's still around. Uh, <laughs> but also, um, maybe try Black Desert Online because it is graphically fucking gorgeous, but it's also an MMO and it has that same stuff. But it's a Korean MMO, so it's a little different. Um, I don't remember if ever. I don't think EverQuest was Korean MMO, but it might have been. I think Lineage was the. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but my my main recommendation to you, Christina, would be to check out Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, and for MMOs, 
I would dip your toes into Final Fantasy fourteen because you can play the first two expansions of that for free. So, and I'm going to suggest Farming Simulator twenty two and F one twenty two, both available on PC. <laughs> Nothing like I EverQuest. like them a lot. <laughs> no, they're not like EverQuest, but they're good. Oh my goodness! To the F one Manager twenty two came out Friday. And I'm watching a couple of my favorite like F1 YouTubers play it. And while it looks really interesting, it seems super fucking intimidating because you're in charge of. So basically you pick a team, you're in charge of the set, the car setups, the strategies, the upgrades, to the facilities, like you're in charge of everything for that team. But then during the race, you're actually in charge of like what's going on for both cars and that seems super fucking intimidating to me i feel like it should be like you pick a driver and like you're that driver's engineer and you make the decisions what that driver does i feel like when you're trying to do both at the same time like there's no way to manage both efficiently at the same time because you're in charge of like what kind of pace they are they're having like whether they need to be pushing or you know conserving for their tires their fuel and their ers which is their basically electric engine on board it's like trying to do that for both drivers is just way too much to me so i'm like man i want to play this game but it seems so daunting yeah but once you get the hang of it man you probably kill it possibly so yeah but i'm like man it just seems like a lot yeah well sir we have made it through another one yep uh, which leaves us with, if you would like to send us an email, you can shoot us an email over to yetanotherbspod at gmail.com. If you want to ask us a question and anonymously, that's the best way to do it. Um, catch us on Facebook sometimes at facebook.com slash group slash yetanotherbspodcast. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter at yabspod, Y-A-B-S-P-O-D. You can find him at Just Call Me Jezza, and you can find me at SuperNerdDalton. Um, I make a website. Uh, every week I upload our episodes with our songs of the week embedded into it and the wonderful uh, editing job on the picture for the questions that Jeremy does for the Discord, which is uh, bit.ly slash TSMP Discord, all capital letters, by the way, if you'd like to join the Discord, please come join us. We're mostly active there. Um, But the website is yabspod.wordpress.com. And if you would like to be one of our lovery, lovery, oh my gosh, lovery, if you would like to be so one of rubbery. our lovely Patreon members like Jeff and Kana, shout out to Jeff and Kana, uh, you can come to patreon.com slash yabspod, Y-A-B-S-P-O-D, and join. Uh, we edited the tiers, so now it's, uh, was it $1 early and one dollar early and shout out. And $5. And $5, you get the extra BS episodes, which we're going to have to... Bust out soon. Do another one of those soon, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll hash that out. Uh, when I get my next schedule and I'll know my days off, we can figure that out. Um, but yeah, man, we'd love it if you'd love to like to come support the show. It would mean a lot to us. We just put that money back into making the show sound better, be it new mics or oh, yeah. you know, whatever. Or content to talk about. Yeah, or that, too. Yeah, you know, it'd help us like um, movies and things. <laughs> I will also say it's either out while you're listening to this or it'll be out tomorrow um i will be guest hosting on the steam machine podcast this week as well yeah so if you're a fan of me the two of you out there um go check out steam machine this week 
you can hear more of my annoying voice talking about Batman Arkham City. Yeah, man, we're gonna be talking about Batman. It's gonna be fun. I have some 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 comments. I look forward to hearing them, my good sir. But save them for later in the I week. will save them for a couple days from now when we record that show. Well, I think that is gonna about do it for this episode of Yaz Pod. My ass needs to get into bed. Yeah. So Jeremy. We did good, man. Another one down, even with technical difficulties. We done it. We done it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with our uh, our technical difficulties lately, but we'll figure it out. We need we need more Patreon so we can <laughs> afford better equipment. But so we can stop recording on potatoes. But uh, to our wonderful listeners, thank you for listening. We'll catch you again next week. For Jeremy, I'm Dalton, and as always, guys, take it easy. Oh, and by the way, enjoy these covers. Langsam erfrier, findest du dir, findest du dir. Ich weiß genau, wo kein Mensch in es war. Bin ich genau, bin ich genau. Um mich nicht heilendes Weiß.
Leute treffe ich einen Herrn. Der hat mich zu fressen gern. Weiche Teile und Harte stehen auf der Speisekarte. Denn du bist was du bist. Bull, du bist was es ist. Es ist mein Teil. Nein. Mein Teil. Die Stumpfe klinge gut und recht. Ich blute stark und mir ist schlecht. Muss ich auch heute und man kämpfen. Ich esse weiter unter Krämpfen. Ist doch so gut gewusst und so schön flambiert. Und so liebevoll und von so wird, dass so ein guter Wein unser Dackelsen scheint. Ja, da lass ich mir sein, etwas ganz cool muss sein. Du bist, was du bist, wohl ich hier bist, was es ist. Ich schinke Lichtjahr Vom Wolken nach 